Welcome to What the Hex, your source for Warhammer Underworlds in under 30 ways to poison a rat. Today, I'm your host, Phil, and joining me is Davey and Skylar. How you doing, guys? I'm doing pretty good. Same. Uh, coming in on the tide in this one. <laughs> yeah, right, riding that high tide. The ether sea tide. <laughs> <laughs> the imaginary tide. Uh Glad to have you guys with me because we are going to be discussing a bat rep you guys had. This is one that we've been promising people for a little while now. Um, we had some time to get reps with the plague pack and uh, it uh, is going to be, it should be a good one. Uh, but some context quick before we get into this, we are going to be recording now, well, we are here, pre-Nova, but this episode is going to be dropping when you're listening to it after Nova. Uh, and there's a good reason for doing that. Um, we we have some secrets here that we don't want to release before <laughs> yeah. the tournament. So uh, we're doing a favor for Skylar, who will be at Nova. Um, yeah, I, it's uh, generally, you know, we, we um, put a lot of value on letting you know when to expect a new episode uh, and that's generally saturdays at uh 10 uk time um but uh for special occasions we uh we kind of um can uh fudge that a little bit so uh, oh, this is this is a way we could kind of um double dual dual purpose some of our uh our uh tournament prep and podcast prep absolutely so, uh, with that said, the backdrop for this is that it is both a bat rep for Plague Pack, but also uh, reps for Nova. So, uh, cool to get sort of double duty here. Um, that does mean that this is a Nemesis uh, bat rep. So, just so you know, going into this, um, if you're like, why didn't you play this card? Well, <laughs> uh, it's because we are limited by the format. Uh, but before I get too far into the weeds there, we have our normal topics. Um, so we got our community shout outs. Uh, what do you guys want to shout out? Uh, I'd like to shout out a blog that dropped another post that um, I, I'd kind of forgotten that it uh, had been out there. But this is, uh, I think his name is Martin, uh, and he runs the Center of Attention blog. And uh, he dropped an episode that is uh, him going to a Nemesis tournament at Element Games and bringing Kanan's Reapers. And I won't dive too much more into that um, to, mm -hmm. uh, to just encourage you to go over there and, and read the article yourself. Uh, but it's a, it's a cool dig into uh, how he picked his deck, why he picked his deck. Um, I think I can I can say a reason that I particularly appreciate it is he's got Void Curse Thralls. Uh, Skylar and I are both hot on that deck. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, it uh, talks about uh, what he went through. And it's, um, it's a creator that we haven't really shouted out. Like, we haven't had the opportunity to shout out uh, before. So I just wanted to make sure uh, folks were aware that it was out there. And uh, hopefully he keeps posting them because I enjoyed the read. Cool. Sounds like I'll have to put something on the reading list. <laughs> uh, Skylar, do you have anything you'd like to shout out? Yeah. Speaking of putting things on the reading list, if you haven't already checked out uh, the latest from Sleek Spool, uh, he has a new deck he's cooked up called the Iron Claw. Mm. Uh, and he has a two-parter uh, article drop 
first part being prep for a tournament, uh, ideology of the deck itself. Uh, and this is uh, the Iron Soul Condemners with Tooth and Claw. Uh, and then the second part is a tournament that he brings them to and uh, that tournament breakdown. So I, I really enjoy the two-part breakdown there. Uh, that we get both the thoughts going into the tournament as well as the thoughts after the tournament. Uh, I yeah. won't spoil how he does, um, but it's a great read and even includes, you know, here's, you know, after the tournament, how I felt about the deck. Uh, would I change something? Would I not? Yeah. And Mike, Mike did the most important part here, which is to uh, make sure that he uh, assigned it a cool name. Uh, yeah. His deck is Iron Claw. Get, get those cool names, flashy titles is yeah. draws people in. Uh, I will then say for the final thing, um, we've had a bit of a hiatus from path to glory and they dropped pretty much all the episodes that we would have expected them to be dropping, uh, during their hiatus all sort of at once. So if you were missing their content and wanting to hear more from them, you've got a bunch of stuff you can listen to now. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to take a, a particular tip of the hat to Baconborn and Kairos who soloed the uh, Plague Pack episode, and I thought they did really well. Uh, you can tell those guys are very much engaged in the game right now, um, and, and the way they talk about the cards. Uh, they were able to do that review after some some reps in the field, and they talked about doing some vassal games and such. And Very nice. Um, I, I, thought, uh, I thought they put out an excellent episode. I really enjoyed listening to it. It was, uh, it was kind of an energizing thing to listen to, so... Um, salute to them and if you're Sweet. familiar with those two on discord they are ever present <laughs> they're they're everywhere <laughs> you can find them or they'll find you um awesome well that's our community shout outs uh what the heck is going on though what are, what are you guys working on hobby wise davy how about you lead us off uh, well, we kicked off the league. Skyler did kind of an amazing thing with this where like he reached out to every uh, past, uh, present, and potential future <laughs> league rep and, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, sent them like a personal, uh, like a public message, you know, tagged them in our, in our Discord and was like, hey, like, are you, you know, are you showing up with the ghosts? Are you, you know, all, all this sort of thing. And um, not to steal Skyler's thunder because he, he deserves the credit for this, but uh we had, uh, we had like what sixteen? Sky, is that correct? Sixteen people show up for the first night of league. Sixteen people. I'm yeah. so pumped. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Um, and one of them was my son. Uh, I talked a little on the last episode about that, but uh, Emmett went and played his two games solo, and uh, I I told him I will I'll help you with rules, but I won't help you with strategy. We can talk about it after, but we won't talk about it during the game. Um, and he had a really good time and, uh, you know, he's, he's not quite as quick as some of the people who've been playing it longer. And so I really appreciate, uh, uh, Alex and Nate for, uh, playing him and, and having the patience to play at a slightly slower pace. Um, but he really had a good time and I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, going through this, this league with him and maybe, maybe more to, to come. So, uh, but for me, I, I was talking about doing a deep dive, on a particular war band, I decided I would kind of mess around with Gore Chosen, but then the reality of being like, you know, this is this is like a social game, right? So uh, I think I, I set up for my second game. I was like, all right, I, I'm I'm flying high on Gore Chosen. I've had some good games with them so far, and uh, I could tell like Ben was slightly crestfallen about face, and maybe he's faced a lot of Gore Chosen or something, or maybe he just hadn't <laughs> ever played uh, Plague Pack because uh, I said. 
I got Gorchos and I'm feeling pretty good about them, but uh, I also have Plague Pack. And he's like, oh, I'm really sorry, but I'd love to play that Plague Pack. And I'm like, all right. So played Plague Pack and then I've been doing that for the podcast. So like the the realities of like playing a game which is social in its nature and then also, you know, prepping for this means that uh, I've kind of split my time between Gorchos and a Plague Pack. But I have enjoyed both those warbands uh, quite a bit. So that's been that's been my focus lately. What uh, what about you, Skylar? You agent of chaos, you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, as stated, launched a uh, another eight week league here and was um, just floored with the attendance and the energy. Um, very excited to see it. And uh, this one is focused on Nemesis. We're going to have uh, a Mad Town Throwdown for Q four. That will be Nemesis. Uh, that will tail end it. Uh, that is to be scheduled. Uh, so uh, look out for that date. We'll make sure to get that up soon. And then uh, outside of that, uh, recently just prepping for, for Nova. Uh, fly out on Wednesday. So I'm less than 48 hours away from flying out. And um, I'm just like, super excited. I've never traveled um, so far for anything like this before. You know, Chicago is kind of in our backyard. So... I'm able to drive down for Adepticon, and but I've never, you know, extended myself further for any sort of game competition before, mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm hyped to be getting on a plane with Brian, um, and heading there. We're going to get to hang out with um, different members of the Underworlds community, uh, namely for sure, uh, members of the Battle Mallet podcast and the Path to Glory podcast. Uh, most. Well, if not all of uh, these individuals uh, will be meeting, you know, in person for the first time. And I'm looking forward so forward to that because it's not just the ultimate competitive game. It's also uh, this great like conversation that we all get to be a part of and this community that we get to like um, build around it. Uh, as we've seen with our local, right? Like we have all these people we get to share the game with. And so to go and inject ourselves into another, um, you know, wider community elsewhere and get to meet all these people that we've been connecting with online or, or haven't, you know, all these new faces we'll get to see as well. I'm just, I'm really excited for it. Mm. Awesome. Definitely uh, jealous. Kind of wish I could be joining you guys, but I'm sure it will be a blast and I'm sure we will hear uh, some great stories that come out of it. Yeah. Um, As for what the heck is going on with me, uh, I am also trying to sort of land on a warband for what to do next. Um, Mm. Paths to Prophecy uh, is definitely on my radar, something I've been brewing. Uh, It looks really good with stalkers uh so pretty curious to try that out in nemesis void curse thralls i've been trying a little bit um so bunch of bunch of stuff to just try out see how it goes um which is a cool cool space to be in um the decks are sort of different from what we've been getting lately so it's like ooh, all this new play space to try out mm. just really fun I think that does it, though, for our early topics. Anything else before we get into this bat rep? Nah, let's do it. Let's dig in. Yes, dive in even. Uh, So we are doing the Plague Pack, piloted by Davey, versus the the Eidoneth, piloted by Skylar. 
Now, Skyler, that'd, be, that'd be soul raid if uh, anyone true. out there is not familiar with the. Uh, okay, yes. For <laughs> folks who don't know the rest of uh, Age of Sigmar lore, uh, that that would be the soul raid. Idaneth's uh, is their faction. So we know, Skylar, you're you were running these guys uh, for Nova, as we let people know. Uh, what are you pairing them with? They are paired with Toxic Terrors, mm. uh, which means my coined name for the deck is going to be Terrorfish. Yeah, and yes. uh, tip of the hat <laughs> to Davey. Uh, he said it, I believe, during our um, like Universal Pairings, like Nemesis uh, chat or episode, yeah. uh, deck building episode. Yeah. And I was like, wow, <laughs> stealing that. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. Uh and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Uh, it's gone through quite a few iterations uh, at this point and because uh, there's, it's a bit tricky trying to figure out uh, your card ratios correctly uh, for uh, what you're going to be looking to score. Uh, and I can get into that a little bit more here in a moment. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that because I think the obvious synergy there was the fact that they have two uh, in-faction poison gambits uh one of which is really really good and one of which is pretty good uh and the the synergy actually goes beyond that um and i think that's uh that's worth spending a little bit of time on but i uh we'll have uh, more chance to talk about that later agree yeah and uh davy what do you pair with your plague pack I went with Void Curse Thralls, um, and some of that is just because I'm pretty addicted to that deck. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I get enough. I know. I, I made a joke uh, on uh, on the discords somewhere that uh, that maybe what I'm not doing is a deep dive into a particular warband. What I'm doing is deep dive into Void Curse Thralls, mm. um, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been interesting to play that deck paired with Gore Chosen, a three fighter beefy boy warband, and. Uh, plague pack a six fighter don't breathe on them too hard because they'll fall over or band um uh, what that deck brings to each of those different uh setups and it feels 100 percent viable in both and i think that's cool i think plague pack in particular i was you know happy about how they could benefit from the the no drive back if you're trying to corrupt and often you'll actually upgrade your defensive stats using it so yeah uh also lots of just really interesting interactions lots of cool reactions and mm-hmm. stuff that just you can't really do anywhere else so i definitely Movement get shenanigans all yeah. over the place my siren song yes yes uh almost as good as pushes <laughs> so that sort of gives us a prep of the match uh anything else you guys would like to say about your decks or warband strategies before we get into the actual game uh, well, I, I'll just talk about the, uh, not necessarily the matchup, but we had talked about, um, we'd given kind of our hot takes after uh, a game or two, and some of those were rivals, and some of, them, of the people like talking about it and maybe hadn't had the chance to play, maybe just watch a game. But we wanted to kind of return to the plague pack after a little bit more experience um, on that uh, on that review episode. Uh, but a, a peek behind the curtain, when we do a bat rep episode, what we try to do is find a game... Uh, it doesn't even have to be a close game. It has to be an interesting game. You know, as we all know, like some some games end up as a blowout uh, on paper, but there is maybe one crucial point. You know, and it, it often that will be at a late late round two or early round three, where the the game just opens up for one side or the other. Um, 
And so anytime we do a bat rec game, we actually we actually play a bunch of different matchups. And I think you two had played uh, a couple, but they'd end up like pretty pretty one sided, uh, both yeah. for and against Plague Pack. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. yeah, and when we were doing our matches, we were playing uh, championship at that point in time mm-hmm. too, and I think that was partly because that's where our local uh, was from, like a headspace. We had the the Q four um, at literally the day after they released. So as we got a chance to you know tinker with them uh, a, a bit earlier than release day, it, you know championship was on the mind, and it was like, oh, what can we do here? Um, I know particularly in the episode, I said I. Uh, that, that we did on Plague Pack, I said that I got more excited the more cards that you could splice in. Uh, so I really wanted to uh, see where I could push them with Championship. Uh, pair them with Void Curse Thralls there as well. Uh, and then even as we started shifting gears over to Nemesis, like there there was no question in my mind that that was what I wanted to continue to play with. So uh, Davey and I have been actually passing notes back and forth uh, on the Plague Pack uh, yep. pairing uh, with Void Curse Thralls and yeah oh, man, man it's so good <laughs> yeah the the uh, origin of the deck is one that skylar built uh and then i played with a couple times there was a, a fun moment where we like i was like hey i made just like a minor change before i tried it out and he was like yeah i made a minor change too and it was exactly the same change you know <laughs> uh, uh independently of each other um but uh it's been a while you know I, I talked about doing that deep dive sort of thing it's been a while since i've had a chance to sort of iterate a deck uh, other than just like kind of play it and that was like all right, that's it. Now I'm on to another warband to try and increase what the league is doing and all that sort of thing. So, um, that's, uh, that's been a fun experience. So this started out as a, a deck Skylar put together and then I've made, uh, several changes along the way. Very nice. Oh, uh, as we jump in here, uh, instead of dissecting Terrorfish for you going into our bat rep, we'll kind of let it play out in front of you, but I will tease that, Tonight, <laughs> I will also be recording a pre-Nova conversation with uh, both Brian and I can't believe I failed to mention him before this moment, Bobby, who will also yeah. be joining us. Uh, the only difference there and the reason uh, he escaped uh, comment until this moment is he's arriving, uh, you know, Saturday night to be there for Sunday and then leaving right after. Oh. So. Yeah, he won't get to uh, enjoy the con as much, but uh, he's making sure that he's still there to help represent Madison and himself and see, you know, what his level of competition is going to be against, you know, uh, this great, you know, scene that we're going to have. It's 32 player capped, by the way, uh, for listeners. Mm -hmm. And currently, not only is it sold out, um, but there's a waiting list. Oh, you'd love to hear that. Great. I'm pumped. I hope anybody that you know isn't able to make it uh, is able to drop in enough time for somebody uh, on that waiting list uh, to make it in. So, mm-hmm. competition's uh, going to be fierce. It's going to be a full you know event, uh, and I'm excited to see how uh, how Brian, Bobby, and I you know stack up against the competition. How we're able to represent both what the hex and Madison, uh, and uh, again get to interact with everybody there. So. Um, look out for um, an exclusive special episode on our uh, pre-Nova thoughts. Yeah. Uh, it, it may be our, our what the heck's first uh, Patreon episode. Um, we'll uh, we're taking a look at what the, what the options are there. So definitely should be a good time. I, I, I look forward to uh, knowing both how the 
decks were constructed and why and how they do. Uh, I think this is, that's really cool. And I'm super pumped to hear that the there's a waiting list. I mean, yeah. we've sort of seen numbers come back up a little bit last year for uh, Adepticon, but it was like, man, the numbers are so down compared to what it was before uh, COVID hit. And it was like, man, are we ever going to get back there? And it sounds like we're on the right trajectory. So good thing to hear really hope that means that lvo and adepticon next year are going to be just as well if not better represented agree all right so we get into the episode proper here uh this bat rep uh so it looks like davy you won the roll off what uh what did you decide to do for boards yeah uh so what i decided was to have Skylar place the first board and um i'm not 100 percent sure this is I, i'm interested in what your thoughts are but um that this is the right play in retrospect um what i was wanting to make sure is that i had the ability to like get in his territory but the thing is like Skylar wants to get in mine as well like that's what soul raid very very often does mm-hmm. uh, and so i probably didn't have to worry about being squared up uh, versus offset or long boarded. Um, and then having objective advantage means that I have the opportunity to, uh, maybe get a little bit more positioning with, uh, where I'll have the chance to, um, create corruption with, uh, objectives being pretty important for that. But, uh, so, I had, I had Skyler place the first. Yeah. And going into this game, uh, being asked to place the first, um, had I been given the choice, um, I was almost uh, relieved. It's like, okay, cool. I don't have to uh, consider this yeah. uh, you know, yeah. point. I'm going to let him and we'll go from there. Uh, it was because I was like, do I longboard them? And I would have been tempted to uh, because I would have been tempted to uh, create you know, uh, as small of a uh, no man's land as possible for you. Yeah. Um, you know, that would have been only two hexes available yep. for, and you know uh, that and means you either have one objective yeah right 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 so it's like you're either having to fill exactly those two hexes with units um if you want that uh corrupted or specifically you know whatever um objective token we can get there um but i was also uh as i had discovered through our championship uh reps uh with them that uh they can slap early on <laughs> uh, they, they can spike and if i was going to longboard i was increasing the chances of getting uh ganged up on you know kind of clustering us all together giving you those support opportunities um and so i think i would have actually passed on the longboard and mm-hmm. um in a follow-up game later do pass on the longboard yeah. um so then once um Davey asked me to give him boards. I just give him, um, I can get the name of this board for you. I believe it's the Tainted Coil. And this is a board that I just really like to present when I'm not 100% sure what my opponent's going to do um, because it gives me good launch points uh, all around. Uh, Whether I'm offset, longboard is just kind of a universal placement. Um, And then uh, a lot of it's mirrored where you have these two... Um, ha- like uh, lethal hexes. There, there's the mm-hmm. words. Uh, I yeah. just think in hazard, and I'm like, no, that's too generic. That's the umbrella term. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we've got these two hazards mirrored uh, on either side of, of mid, along with cover hexes. And when Soul Raid's choosing a board uh, in 
now that we've crossed the Gnarlwood line where charged charging out a warband exists, you want to make sure one of the boards in play have a lethal so you can dunk the fish in there. Uh, because if you are charged out with, you know, two, three fighters and you can you have access to that additional activation with an attack, you need to get rid of the fish real quick because the fish is almost never going to have a charge token on on it uh, and therefore is going to block you from charged out. So that, yeah. that's, that's kind of what I'm considering when I put down a board here. This was a technology I was not yet familiar with. Uh, and at one point during this game, you do actually put a shoal token in the lethal. I'm like, what? Do I not remember the rules? Like, isn't this just going to kill the fish? And <laughs> and then uh, you said like, uh, like, yeah, I'm thinking of dunking the fish in there. I was like, what is he talking about? And then I, I put it together like, like, oh, Oh boy, this is somebody who is very comfortable with this warband. So, yeah, um, I put down Chamber of Genesis, uh, which I've kind of organically found a couple times. It um, it is a Ulgu era board that has a couple of block hexes, but has a um, smattering of starting hexes, which are fairly aggressive. Um, which I was happy to do. Uh, uh, an addendum: it's the tortured coil. I've got uh, corruption on my mind. It's not the taint, tainted coil. <laughs> well, close enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we have the boards. We have the placement uh, objectives now. So, Skylar, you had the first placement. What were you thinking about wanting to do here? Yeah, I wanted to restrict as many uh, placements as possible for uh, him from a mid uh, standpoint, you know, how many he can fit on that, uh, no man's territory. So, uh, I simply put one over the line, um, on his territory off to the side. Um, so, uh, a better placement actually probably would have been to place it, um, more center. Uh, so I have a wider span and I'm blocking out as many, uh, no man's territory placements as possible. But, um, I, that said, with the with the existence where the, like the starting lethal and cover hexes were on your board, this like pushed uh, the other two objectives that ended up in your territory had to be like uh, back on your third row, which uh, was pretty deep. Uh, and really is, limited what I could do. That's exactly uh, why that placement happens. Yep. So <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. perfect. Some savvy, savvy gamesmanship there from yep. the fish. Yeah. So, Davey, then what is what is your counterplay here? Uh, I with uh, so I've only got two to place, uh, and the the first one I place, I have to take the opportunity to get something in uh, no one's territory because if I don't do it now, I will possibly not get the opportunity whatsoever. Yep. And uh, having having the objective in there gives you more options for corruption for that uh, that third territory that isn't yours or enemy. Exactly. And then uh, after that, um, I just position the next one as close to my territory in, in his that I can get at this point. So that's pretty much dead center. Uh, and that's just because uh, eventually uh, I might be, I might want to be sitting on that. So mm-hmm. I don't want to have to go too far to get to it. That makes yeah. sense. Now, when you say you want to be sitting on it, are, are you talking, you're not talking like end of, uh, end of game tiebreakers. You're just talking to try to deny me the uh, spot to sit on. Uh, in this case, I have one objective in my deck that is looking yeah. for uh, somebody from my team to be holding an objective in your territory. Um, so that's partly why the first one's just over the line. Um, and then uh, that's why this uh, second one isn't like tucked away in a corner. It's like, ah, I still want to make sure I can get to it in case that's the one I need to sit. Fair on. enough. 
All right, so we've got our first hands drawn. Uh, how about Davy? What what did you draw into? What were you thinking about? Any mulligans here? So uh, before we get too far into like what we actually are holding, uh, Skylar and I kind of talked about the uh, what what some of the key interactions were, and this is actually something that came up in technically came up in a, a later game, but it's uh, it's things to think about in this particular matchup. Um, and so just, uh, just to highlight some of the things we're thinking about before, uh, before any, uh, models have actually hit the table here. Uh, for me, um, a key thing is I know that, uh, the corruption, um, possibilities, like there's, there's, uh, some ways for it to be disrupted. And in this case, uh, there's only one, um, one objective in no one's territory, and if Skylar, which is more likely in Nemesis than not, uh, is using shifting currents, which lets him move a feature token, or is it a feature token or an objective, Skylar? It is an objective token. Okay. Let's him move an objective token that is not occupied. He can push it one. So he can actually, he can push an objective token right out of territory. So uh, it's there's not a lot I can do about that right now, but it's something I'm, I'm in mind, uh, keeping in mind is like the longer I wait to step on the objective that's in no one's land, um, the, uh, the more problematic it might be down the line. Um, and on the flip, uh, I think Itchit has a little extra value in this matchup because I know, uh, based on some of their infaction objectives that, uh, the Idneth, uh, are likely to be trying to get into my territory or next to me or be fairly aggressive. Uh, and if there are a lot of fighters in my territory, that book of woe has, a bigger chance of like rolling big like having a, a bigger spike um so there's a couple of my considerations um and as far as i know Ideneth, like anytime he's on objectives um it's it's maybe some to score the one he mentioned but uh it will be more so to like deny me those so uh, i'm i'm more interested in the objectives than than he is skylar did you have any key interactions that you were really considering yeah, so to uh, reemphasize your Book of Woe um, uh, key interaction there, uh, yeah, <laughs> that hurts. And it wasn't until this match that I realized that was something I'm going to have to fear in this matchup. Mm. Uh, so happy for this uh, in the sense of like practice reps for sure, because my game plan absolutely is invade. And so if they, you know, hold back itch it. That means my invade strategy, you know, isn't going to even require him to move as long as they can inspire and Itchit can get access to that higher probability, then they can start burning, uh, yeah. burning my team down, which is not uh, something I realized as a key interaction going in. Uh, things, uh, key interactions that I had in mind um, beyond shifting current scene, that center objective out. Uh, is that I need to be very mindful of spine fin in this matchup for two reasons. One, um, sometimes uh, I can be lazy in the sense that I'll just leave uh, a spine fin off the board at the start of the game um, because in this matchup, I'm five models uh, into six. So it's like, all right, I'm going to finish first anyways. Mm. Um, but you typically, you want to put spine fin out first if you're going to beat the enemy team because you want to stall and see more of what they can do. Um, but here, particularly, uh, there is spreading filth. 
yeah. uh, which is an objective that they can score on me if a fighter is out of action and there are one or more friendly fighters in two or more territories after an opponent's activation step. So, <laughs> yeah, so if I haven't had a chance to get the fish into play yet, uh, because I just simply left him off the board for no, you know, really thoughtful reason at the beginning, I'm opening up uh, one glory. Uh, and I also just need to be slightly mindful of, you know, whether or not I think this card is in hand when I'm placing the fish, because this could be a really quick way to handle this surge on their side. And then uh, beyond that, the other consideration is um, because I'm going into Void Curse Thralls, uh, again, if Spinefin isn't in play at the beginning of a round, something Davy could do here is he could uh, kill Spinefin, uh, going into end phase scoring, or at least at a point where I can no longer uh, bring Spinefin in before next round. Right. And if that occurs, um, he could then hand me uh, the Void Cursed upgrade. That's um, you're allowed to hand an opponent, uh, and then I have to Void Curse somebody, and I no longer have my favorite valid target. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So th those are two uh, really interesting interactions um, that I kind of identified um, just with the fish in this in this warband. Yeah, wow, that that is uh, some stuff I probably wouldn't have even thought about having really never played Soul Raid before. So some cool insight there. Yeah, uh, but I can talk about uh, what I drew here real quick. Um, the Plague Pack uh, have some white hot surges. Um, I've only drawn one surge and two end phases, but I've drawn two of my most reliable end phases, Corrupting the Land, which is uh, one glory for having no one's or enemy territory uh, corrupted, and uh, Unceasing Imperatives, which is all of the Void Cursed on one side have move or charge tokens. And then my surge is this gem of a card, Useful Distraction, where I just need a minion to support or survive mm. an attack. Yeah. Um, and so I'm looking at those. I'm like, ah, I, you know, in an ideal world, I have maybe another surge, but this is this is a pretty reliable opening hand. Um, couple that with a power card hand, which does not need much from me. Um, there's only one upgrade in this, and that's Screaming Lunatic, which is a plus one damage. You'd love to see that. Uh, forced movements, uh, move, move. So I've got two cards that have like power step movements. Um, involuntary advance, which... Uh, to be fair, it's only going to push my Void Curse Fighter. I'm unlikely to Void Curse anyone else. And then Zealot Imperative, plus one dice to friendly Void Cursed Fighters attack actions, uh, a domain which stays in play until there's a successful Void Cursed uh, attack action uh, or the um, or until another domain is played uh, or until the end of the round. So uh, I am pretty happy with this hand. Um, there's, it's almost, I almost wish that I had like one of these move, uh, gambits like later. I was like, I, I I'm a little <laughs> bit like spoiled for, I, I don't think I need all this extra movement right now. I think it'll be more powerful later, but, uh, I can't throw this hand away. It would be too risky to draw into a whole bunch of upgrades and it's, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. Sort of the, like the hand that's so great. It makes you think about like resource management. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and it perfectly fine is like way too faint praise for this this is a great hand um i <laughs> and i just wish i had a little bit for later so that's that's yeah. uh, that's all that's that's me like uh finding the black lining in my silver cloud <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your, your embarrassment of riches over here yeah mm -hmm. as these gambits come out to uh 
you know, do work against me over yeah. the course of the round, I just constantly would say to Davey, I was like, you have, I think we, there were still two hidden cards and I was like, what a banger of an opening yeah. hand. And I was like, oh, you don't even know yet. Card four, yeah. Davey banger and i'm like okay well like at least at least that's the end of like the torture of this hand and then card five i'm like no <laughs> Davey. Oh, all right yeah. so a uh, little teaser uh <laughs> there um and then over on my side um i'm in a hard place uh so the deck i've built um can offer some really hard mulligan decisions um and and some difficult hand management and that's because i have um, three objectives that are looking for um, poison upgrades and two objectives that are looking for poison gambits. Um, the, one of those is an intersecting gambit where I could either have two upgrades or two gambits. So there's a little flexibility on one of those. Um, but ultimately, yeah, that's four cards that uh, in my 12-card objective deck that are, are looking at what I've got stocked in my power hand and what I'm capable of, of getting out, uh, especially if that's upgrades. So I've drawn into Surging Tide, Carve a Path, and Venom Gorged for my objectives. So one end phase and a pretty reasonable one because it's only looking for one upgrade uh, from yeah. me with the word poison on it um, or the keyword. And then in power, I've drawn... Uh, let's see here, three of my six poisons. So that's Terror Knight Venom, Ill-Prepared, and Spite Venom. So that looks good. Uh, and Wicked Hunter, which is an upgrade that's going to let me uh, react and push a fighter that it, uh, is equipped with this anytime I play a poison card. So that reads um, upgrade a fighter and potentially push them three times with this hand. Uh, but it's around one hand. So I'm going to have to get some glory rolling before I can really capitalize there. And yeah. then finally sanguine Pearl um, to cap out my power draw. So I'm looking at this hand and I'm thinking about uh, my experience with plague pack and um, kind of, uh, this is uh, a practice game. So in the name of practice, what if I put Elethane out front unexpectedly to help me with carve a path. What I'm looking at right now uh, is on my board, I can put Elethane out in range of two of their fighters with my ranged attacks. Uh, so there's maybe a chance that one of those is an attractive target that I can try my uh, net against. And so I really don't care if that attack um, passes or fails, it can get carve a path going, that's two glory going. So. I'm kind of thinking I might keep my objective hand. Um, Surging Tide is uh, more scorable in rounds one and three. In fact, uh, in my deck, it's only scorable in rounds one and three. So there's a little comfort in knowing like, okay, cool. If I um, spend the time to score this now, I won't have to worry about seeing it in round two. So ultimately, I decide to go for the riskier keep here because I say riskier keep because I think the power hand is stronger than the objective hand. Um, there are two things I'd love to see in my objective hand right now. I'd love to see Deluge of Toxins to be an instant one glory after our first power phase. I'd also love to see Taking Advantage, which is um, a card that the Soul Raid love, especially in round one, because it's get as many fighters into their territory as they have uh, at minimum. So I just have to match their count. 
Uh, and if I do that in round one, I get an additional glory. So I'm over here going, do I, <laughs> do I mulligan? And do I hope for deluge of tokens? Do I hope for taking advantage? Um, uh, and I'm fearing drawing dead or doomed, which is a third end phase card. Yeah. And I think to myself, you know what? I want to give this hand a shot. I want to learn if this is a good or a bad decision. Um, so we'll talk about hindsight a little later. <laughs> so okay. I, I take the risk and I keep both hands, uh, regardless of the fact that uh, if I don't luck into Deluge of Toxins um, here off of a Surge, then um, I have three of my six poisons that are out the door. So I'm going to need Venom Bite weapons potentially to help me out or some really lucky card draw later. Um, but I keep this hand and let's see how it goes. Okay. Oh. Let's see. So, Skylar, you've won this roll-off, and you've decided to do what? All right. Um, I'm going to force the guy with six models to place a model before me. Yep, <laughs> as you do. So, Davey, your, your first deployment, uh, what, what is your plan going in here? Uh, so, I honestly, I'm not super comfortable yet, um, and I uh, it's actually in the next game that I really have learned some things, but, uh, I put a scritter forward. This feels like a safe thing. Like I can put scritter in a vulnerable spot and if they want to spend an activation attacking him, then fine. Uh, yeah. he's also adjacent to another starting spot. So if he, if uh, Skylar tries to charge onto the objective in no man's land and attack somebody with a range one attack, then I'm going to have support and then I'll just score useful distraction. Mm -hmm. So scritter forward in a supporting spot seems like a fine way to start. Uh, I'm going to keep Skabic back to um, not be super in danger of getting smoked right away and then kind of salt in the rest. I want uh, Rabidius in a spot where he can charge and do some work for me, but not just get uh, obliterated um, was the original thought. But then I was just like, heck with it. I'm going to put him forward and I'm probably going to avoid cursing. <laughs> uh, and so Rabidius goes forward as someone I think is probably not going to die right away. Uh, and is hitting hard enough that if he wants to, if Skylar wants to charge me uh, to kick things off, then he's going to start taking three damage uh, counter swings. Low How accuracy. hard does he hit? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out three. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's my general uh, strategy. I end up with uh, Scritter and Rubidius forward, uh, Poxlix uh, forward, uh, Rickett in kind of a backward spot, and then. Uh, itch it further back uh, because I'm I'm thinking the Book of Woe is maybe a little more valuable in this matchup. Yeah, do you want to explain what you mean by that? Uh, as some of it was in that um, uh, key interactions thing where I think he's oh, going to sure. flood my territory yeah. so much that I, I will have the chance if I can inspire, then uh, it's it's got uh, uh, potential to go off big. Yes, yes. I see. Yeah, so I, it's something that I hadn't considered with that Warband until... I sort of saw it more in use and it's like, oh yeah, you can punish people who dive your, your territory. All right. So we've, we've got the deployment for these dirty rats. Uh, Skylar, we've heard a little bit about your plans for Elethane and Spinefin. What, what else did you end up doing to wrap up your deployment here? 
Yeah, so the first thing I do is I toss Binefin out just to make sure that I'm stalling uh, because he's not staying wherever I put him. He's teleporting elsewhere. So that gives me a chance to see two of what Davey's up to. Uh, the first one from Davey was that scooter forward position. And that forward position is right where I wanted to riskily plant Elethane um, to help me with Carve Path. So that's looking really attractive, keeping that in mind for my final placement here. Um, so I just dash in Tamael, Furin, and Duneclaw. Now, when you're placing those three, there are several considerations. Uh, with Duneclaw, you always want to put him close enough where you can get him over the line within a few actions. Um, because uh, if you surge into, uh, in this deck, either taking advantage or speed of the blood tide, he can be there to wrap your warband count uh, in enemy territory. Uh, so he ends up in a forward position. Furane, um, you know, she's the most defensive. I tend to lose her really early. She feels a lot like Bahadar to me, breaks my heart, <laughs> uh, where I'm always like, you've got the best defense. I'll put you up front uh, because what are the chances, right? And then... Very often, it's uh, high, uh, apparently, <laughs> yeah. that I'll be playing uh, the game without her because, you know, she doesn't ins- um, she doesn't respawn. And I think people take exception to the fact that Tamiel can respawn and they go for Furane. Regardless, <laughs> I make the, ch- uh, the decision here to put her forward so that I have a charge available to me if I decide to go for it. And I put Tamiel, um, we're, we're going to say like, um, just behind midfield, so so really kind of my backliner here. And the reason for that is he's got so much reach. Uh, he's got a reach yeah. of seven out the gate, so uh, he's a good one to make do a little legwork to get that spear throw off. And then uh, I capstone my placement with Elethane, uh next to or you know two hexes within sight of Scritter here, so one between us. Uh, and at this point, I've not seen Rabidius placed, so in my head, I'm like. Okay, like, thankfully, that's not Rabidius's placement. It'll be next door, because I know he's range two. Uh, uh, or yeah. he'll be backfielded if Davey's feeling he needs some protection. Uh, but nope, Davey puts him nice and forward. Thankfully, just one hex away from punishing Elethane out the gate. Um, so that's that's placements. All right. We're all set. We've got a roll off uh, and on the extra crit you do take it. So, Skylar, what do you decide to do for first turn? Yeah, for first turn here, uh, I want to get Carve a Path rolling. Uh, so I go ahead and throw two dice at Scritter. Absolutely with it. So that's okay. <laughs> uh, we're halfway to Carve a Path. However, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm briefly happy. I'm like, this is a mystifying activation to me. I'm like, I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I'm like, I'm very happy to score a useful distraction because uh, I had somebody try to attack Scritter and Scritter didn't die. And so now I've got one glory. Yeah. <laughs> Real cool. Yeah. And, and what did you draw in replacement? Uh, uh, awesomely, I drew into another surge, which is Befouled. So I have to kill somebody with uh, damage from a Befouler. Yeah. Remember how we talked about hindsight earlier? So <laughs> I'm in range of Rubidius here and I'm living on like... I don't like. I would love for this attack to slip through, but if it doesn't, I don't care because I'm yeah. halfway to Carbo Path either way. Um, I should put my odds against Rubidius, really, yeah. um, because if I sneak that one damage through, he's within kill shot. Um, yep. 
to put this in uh, terms that Phil can understand, uh, this this attack is essentially the uh, the Arnold Yolo first activation charge. So. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> we, we now we now know where we're at. <laughs> All so right. I kept ill prepared earlier, so um, I bring that out now in power after missing that attack. And until we see more, I don't know who I put it on. <laughs> okay, yeah. Rubidius. That's that makes. So you lay it on Rubidius to be like, hey, I'm going to not get counterattacked here. I'm like, cool story, bro. I'm going to involuntary advance, um, and which is a, a which is a swap I had made. I'd, I'd pulled something else for that. So I think your comment on this is like, wow, that swap paying off immediately. Because uh, <laughs> Rubidius then uh, Void Curse uh, gets onto the objective in no one's territory. So that's a real good spot for Rubidius. He's now two away with three damage from Elethane and Dune Claw. Like this is yeah, where it would be, yeah. and, and Dune Claw being there, or finding himself there because I'd reacted uh, to bring him one closer. So that push is yeah, just mm, perfect uh, because yep. even if uh, I'm imagining, anytime you play Soul Raid, you're uh, wondering when um, Midnight is going to come out and and block uh, your ability to strike. Yeah, and so uh, this push is like, oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> if you've got it. Um, and you choose Elethane, at least I've still got Doomclaw to hit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I follow this up now that I've got a uh, variety of targets I throw out um, Zealot Imperative, which is plus one dice to Void Cursed. So I'm jumping uh, Rubidius up to three Fury in round one pre-Inspire, which is great. Oh, no. <laughs> that's, that's some scary stuff right there. Yeah. Uh, less scary, though, is the no success attack roll. Um, so... Uh, Rubidius uh, has just got to be happy with his positioning here. Yeah. I am so happy to see it. So uh, neither of us decide to progress our power hands uh, by playing them out uh, after that miss. So we go into my second, um, and I uh, charge Elethane into Ricket um, after placing my uh, Shoal token between Poxlix and Itchit. Anytime I can place... Um, a shoal token in between two fighters, um, it, it theoretically uh, guarantees me that um, I'm going to get one of those targets uh, after yeah. you take your next activation. Yeah, this is a stressful thing against uh, Soul Raid is when they can do this, you're like, oh man, like, all right, so somebody's going to be, and all of a sudden now I'm spending a lot of thought processes on like which one of those do I want to evacuate, which one's in trouble, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. And, um, to speak to risky game plan, um, I'm focusing so hard on Carve Path right now. I want to get it out of my hand. Um, and I'm also still within attack range of Rubidius. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know he's Void Cursed. So it's not like I'm going to be able to push him off of that position without killing him. And yeah. I m did not go for him early or sneak damage onto him. So um, he's sticking around, whether yeah. I like it or not. So I need to book it, um, yeah. which kind of forces my carve a path play here. Um, so with that charge, uh, I am able to take out uh, Ricket, uh, yeah. who is hiding behind the wall here. And yeah. I'm kind of hoping that I might be able to limit your options uh, with these blocked hexes on who can reach out a thing. Um, yeah. This is cold sweat time for me. Cause I'm like, Oh man, uh, like you just scored the kill and a two glory surge. Cause you had, uh, a successful attack in my territory plus another one so you are two activations in and you're already at three glory i'm like oh man i this is problem times yeah it's not good uh and on this side 
both feeling good about that three glory. Uh, <laughs> also drawing into Merciless Raiders, which is going to score me a, uh, a glory if I'm able to kill somebody off of a charge in their territory. And I'm like, well, I just did that game. Like, <laughs> okay, I'll do that again. <laughs> Fine. Well, if I have I'll to. I'll do it myself. Yeah. Uh, any power plays for you? Yes, I play Sanguine Pearl on Elethane. Uh, hoping that's going to be able to assist in keeping him alive now that I've tossed him out into risky territory. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is uh, almost a worthy mention of uh, significant interactions in this matchup. Is that my big damage dealers are uh, are both range two? So you don't say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm in I'm in this spot now where. Um, I'm trying to decide, all right, what's my next play? And again, I have, I think the two gambits I left in hand are both move gambits. Uh, so I could. Unbeknownst to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could burn one to bring Rubidius over uh, to just start swinging with him. But I'm like, I, I, that seems early to do that. I've got three activations left. Um, maybe I do that if uh, if that's going to be the lethal damage or some such. Uh, I'm thinking maybe I'll do it to like give myself a support uh, for someone else. Uh, maybe I have to evacuate this area that's sitting around Spinefin, but I, I decide that I'm okay if I uh, advance. Um, Poxlix now has kind of a safe spot over on the left-hand side. Um, if he charges up, he can take a, a two, if I grievous three damage, shot on elethane and then be relatively far away from counterattack. and i do like tend to like keep that priest alive if i can um so uh, i think that's what i end up settling on here you also had an upgrade that you played that's true i throw out uh this is an, a little bit of embarrassing oh yeah so uh before i do this uh scabic i throw out uh plus one damage gambit on him um it, which it's a plus one damage if he has a charge or wound token so Right now he's on three damage, uh, but he can grievous up to four. So I have lethal on Elethane if I can roll that crit, but I do not. Um, however, uh, you know it's a roughly 50-50 attack, so I managed to land it with a one smash to no successes, and uh, scoring uh, scoring three damage on him puts Elethane in uh, super danger, which uh, which I'm happy with um, because if I can drop Elethane, that's high accuracy. I basically got him in in a lot of um, in a vulnerable spot, literally vulnerable. Um, uh, <laughs> and if I can drop him, that means that uh, uh, Tamiel is not getting resurrected. That means his highest accuracy fighter for the inspired round will be gone. So I, I'm feeling okay about this. Uh, there was a chance to do the kill, but it didn't quite play out. But it was it was a good middle ground. Yeah. Uh, I I wouldn't be upset about putting three damage on him. Skylar, how are you feeling about having three damage on him? Upset. <laughs> <laughs> well, what yeah. what did you want to do about it? Tight tight spot from there. Um, so at this point, I have two activations left to focus on um, what I think to be a solid strat. Uh, so let's break this down. I think. I've got Surging Tide in hand. That's looking for a move, uh, or two moves, you know, uh, essentially, uh, generally a move and charge from this warband. Um, so we'll, we'll call it that, a move and charge. Um, and then uh, Merciless Raiders looking for a kill on a charge. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty accurate, so that feels pretty good. Uh, and then Venom Gorged 
uh, looking for a fighter to have a poison upgrade, which I had one in my opening hand, uh, that being Wicked Hunter. Um, and I have, uh, and then I would need to end up that uh, round uh, with that poison upgrade being on a particular fighter on a objective token. So I'm thinking to myself, all right, round or like activation three. Like I, I, I can't help Elethane. Like I can pray. <laughs> it's about all I can do. Uh, but there's four glory, uh, five with a kill uh, sitting here. If I play my next two activations correctly. So I'm going to be looking for a move from a fighter. I'm going to be looking and then um, charging off of them because they're the soul raid and they can charge uh, after uh, a singular move token has um, has found itself on one of your fighters. Um, so that's my next two activations in theory. Uh, and I've decided Furane is going to be the one I run that theory with. So uh, I have two poisons still in hand and Wicked Hunter to assign. I decide to assign Wicked Hunter to Furane early. And the reason I say early is because generally, if I'm sitting on Venom Gorge, I want to wait until uh, we're looking to score. Like we're, we're in the final activation of the round um, and we're, we found ourselves in power. That's when I want to assign, especially if I've only got one of them, uh, my poison upgrade onto the fighter who's going to score me Venom Gorge. But I'm thinking... I really want to keep Furin alive for this because I need her to do a move and a charge. So I'm going to assign Wicked Hunter to her now so that I get the chance to um, use these poisons to push her and keep her safe. Mm. So that's where I'm at. Interesting. All right. So then um, for my third activation, I am uh, first off, after Davy second, bringing Spinefin into Poxlix, or in between Poxlix and Itchit to increase that threat level that, uh, and create that presence. And then uh, for my third, bringing Furane uh, over the line with a move onto objective two. And my thought process here is uh, if something happens where I decide to ditch um, the... Uh, surge, uh, surging Tide game plan here. At the very least, she's in a position to score me Venom Gorged. Um, so what I could potentially salvage here is I could run Tamail in for a range three shot on Poxlix or Itchit, um, killing them and securing me, my Merciless Raiders, and keeping her ready in that Venom Gorged position if I need to scuttle uh, my surging tide game plan. Uh, so simple move, but a lot kind of behind it. Yeah. yeah. For me, uh, not knowing your deck yet at this point, I don't hundred percent understand this, but, uh, it's an odd enough move that I'm like, this has to be the linchpin to something else going on. So, uh, unless it's like a really deep double bluff, I'm like, I think I need to do something about this. Um, and so Rabidius, who is locked down because of your ill-prepared, uh, has he can no longer charge because he's already got a move token. But I use one of my two move gambits. I, in this case, because he's my only void curse, I use forced movements. Uh, and I move him over here, forgetting that you have, um, uh, you have Wicked Hunter. So there is the possibility that you could uh, potentially push yourself closer to somebody uh, with this. Yeah. Um, Although, 
looking at this, I don't, uh, what fighter could you play poison on and push closer to that would get you away from, uh, Rabidius? Yeah. So at this point I could play, uh, I've got Terranite Venom, which is mm-hmm. lo- looking for, um, an ad- enemy fighter adjacent to one or more friendlies as well as Spit Venom also looking for that same criteria. Uh, and I've got spine fin, you know, situated between itch and Poxlix, So I kind of take my pick. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure which one's my target yet. I think it's itch it. Um, and that kind of stays my hand, uh, because prior to Rubidius's move, I'm not a hundred percent sure what you're up to. And then even after Rubidius's move, you are within range of both Dune Claw and Furane. And mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I make a, a, a pretty big mistake here. Uh, I forget, and this is somebody who's got a uh, minimum of four championship games on um, our Deer Plague pack here uh, behind him, and I forget that Rubidius has three damage at base. For yeah. some reason, I thought he inspired into it. So I'm sitting here completely oblivious <laughs> to the fact that Furane could die here. So yeah. he he moves into that position. I'm like, okay, okay. Like, I mean, like whether he swings at uh, Duneclaw or Furane, like it's only two damage. Neither are dying. Um, uh, oh boy. <laughs> and and Duneclaw is particularly where he's at because uh, I've only moved Duneclaw over or twice over three activations now and I could have moved him all three. Um, but earlier... Like when I activated with Elethane a second time, I didn't move Duneclaw because um, I was afraid to move him up against Rubidius, which is where he would have landed, simply in case Davy took that opportunity to um, go for a supported attack. I just didn't want that uh, like extra likelihood. Uh, if uh, I recall correctly, you've got a Surge that's looking for a successful attack um, with a minion supporting. So I'm thinking to myself, uh, I want to avoid giving you that. Um, yeah, that's already scored at this point. But Oh, um, you know what? I'm forgetting that that is both, that is tied to useful distraction. Yeah. But, but to be fair, like this is this is a thing where like you're processing so much information that you can forget yeah. that the thing that's already, I, I've uh, definitely played uh, two rounds of a game trying to play against a particular objective which scored back in the first round and i just forgot Whoops. that it scored you know <laughs> like a lot of counterplay for something that's already gone off happening yeah. happens to the best of us folks yeah. so we're, we're we're about to go into davy's turn and I, i'd like to state for the record my key fighter right now that could score me <laughs> five points <laughs> four wow. minimum um I, I, or, or, sorry, three minimum, because, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, three without a kill off that charge, right? With the charge, yeah, yeah. we're getting the bounty, we're getting Merciless Raiders. Um, so, my key fighter, uh, looking to clear out my objective hand, I'm like, no, she's totally safe. Yeah. I don't need yeah. to, I don't need to play one of my two poisons right now to push yeah. her to safety, um, which would totally... <laughs> Sure, would have totally worked, but completely uh, save yeah. her and and my entire scoring hand. Uh, but uh, what happens next? Well, yeah, and my misplay here is that I'm forgetting that this could be a thing that you could do. Uh, I am stepping, I'm attacking from two hexes away in order to avoid giving Tune Claw uh, supports. But if I were to move adjacent, I could make it so that this uh, possibility for you is irrelevant, right? Yep. Yeah, um, like there yeah. would be nowhere you could go. But, this is- uh, uh, we, we both kind of misplay this and <laughs> I come out on top because I throw, uh, I get the crit and you do not. And, uh, Fuirin, as is her tendency goes down. 
oh my gosh in this yeah. moment he says you know crit i roll i don't get the crit i go all right uh two damage to fearing he goes no 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 <laughs> what, uh, three damage why would you say two and i'm like Chase, my friend i'm like Cause, <laughs> i was like because he's not inspired yet and he's like oh i'm i'm sorry uh he just based three i'm like ha oh, oh, yep yep he does and i'm like ooh <laughs> Davey, I'm not sure you realize how painful. <laughs> yeah, I remember that specifically is. that. Sound the alarm bells, folks. <laughs> uh, just seeing in my hand that with either of my two cards available to me, I could have saved her and all of this pain. It's just like, yeah, I'll remove her from the battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, these painful lessons tend to stick with us. So they maybe do. you won't yeah. make that mistake again. Yeah. Uh, Davey, this game doesn't matter. The games at, uh, yeah, at Nova do. So they sure do. Playing, anyway, playing for all the glory there. Yep. Uh, does, I mean, it's great that you got the kill. Does it, does it do anything else to forward your game plan? Uh, yeah, it scores B Fowlers. So, uh, I tie it up now we're three, three, I get to draw into another one. Uh, I've now got involuntary interdiction. Um, so it's a kill with a void curse. Rubidius, uh, still able to, he's not charged out. Uh, and he's still in range of doing claw and I still have a, a thing that can move him. So there's possibilities to like proc this in this round if that's the optimal play. Um, but right now Rubidius is already scoring me uh, unceasing imperatives because he has a move token. Um, and I just need to figure out a way to make sure that I, uh, uh, that I corrupt um, somebody's territory. I've got one in enemy and everybody else is in mine. But I haven't. Uh, I've only lost the one, and probably the fighter I care the least about, and that's uh, Rickett. Yeah, pretty pretty so, solid place to be in. Yeah. <laughs> so you had surged into befouled. Is that is that correct? I had surged into befouled after uh, getting useful distraction. Ooh, excellent yep. surge there. Yeah. Um, they they have white hot surges. They're they so do. good. Yeah, they 100 percent do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so from here. Uh, to continue uh, <laughs> to continue making mistakes, I'm so <laughs> shook uh, by the death of Firain, I forget to shoal token, um, mm. which is something, um, if you're a seasoned uh, Sororoid player, like that, it's it's pivotal to, to keep that token in play because even if you don't mean for Spinefin to jump to it, you want to keep them guessing. Yeah, um, it keeps uh, mental pressure on the opponent. Like, okay, what's he doing with that? Like, what, what if... Uh, spine fin shows up there then well, how, what problems does that cause me you know exactly uh so leaving it off the board going into uh my fourth and final absolute mistake here um and what i end up doing uh here is i end up trying to salvage uh merciless raiders so it's about all i can do at this point uh unfortunately tamail um, is not, uh, I don't have another poison upgrade available to me. So even if I could get him onto an objective at this time, I'm not going to be able to score Venom Gorge because I would need another activation to draw and have the heart of the cards on my side. So um, I'm going to go for Merciless Raiders. And uh, to do that, I'm going to first put Terror Knight Venom out on Poxlix, and then I'm going to make a charge. Um, so... I make the charge as far as I can get with Tamail. Unfortunately, that puts me uh, next to Rubidius, so that's going to provide a support defense for Poxlix. If I could, I would have preferred to go further, um, but uh, I swing and miss, continuing to punish 
this mistake. <laughs> Man, you hate to see uh, that was it. Your, yeah, that was your fourth uh, yep. and final. And so I've got I've got some choices here um, after successfully defending this. Um, Dwing, Dwing Claw uh, kind of comes in to provide some extra support as needed. And I'm uh, what I'm looking at is... Uh, like I could just straight up kill Elethane and that feels real good uh, with um, uh, with Furin already gone. If I if I put um, Rubidius, Rubidius has a chance to maybe kill Tamiel, but I've already burned through Zealot Imperative, so I'd be going on relatively low success. It'd be like two Fury versus one Dodge supported, so kind of a 50-50. Uh, and I was like, you know what the better 50 50 would be is just to knock out elethane and that would mean i can kill tamiel without the resurrect uh it, it would mean that you were left with tamiel plus the two critters and that feels like game over um and so uh knowing that i have an extra move in hand where i can use that to corrupt more territories make sure i score the inspire unless you have some uh, rude pushes uh, I decide that I will uh, try to throw Poxlix with his three fury against your one block Elethane. Uh but I come and roll that three smash, so I don't I don't close this out. Unfortunately, that that feels uh, kind of the nice <laughs> gods. Keep, uh, keep, keeping this one interesting here, I see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to ask. Uh, so following a a pretty important whiff for Skylar uh you you had some some power action to do here a whiff from me or a whiff from Skylar? well a whiff from you that is good yeah. for Skylar yeah yeah <laughs> okay uh so here then I have to decide like all right where am I going to make sure that I can lock in another territory um uh that is corrupted uh so I bump Rabidius over uh into the uh, objective in no one's territory. Uh, I'm not exactly sure why I picked this one other than like it was either there or deep into Skylar's territory and uh, Skylar's territory felt too far away. Like I would have fewer options for my big damage dealer. So uh, bumped him into no one's it, it's not in range of anyone for the next turn. Um, honestly, like itch, it might've actually been the better play here. Um, uh, use itch it to zip forward, uh, sit on this, uh, uh, that would get me the corruption for no one's territory and leave Rubidius into a spot where Rubidius didn't have to charge to be a threat. Um, so, uh, if I had it to do over, that's, uh, that's definitely something I would do. That also puts itch it in, I mean, not Rubidius is already dealing enough damage to deal with Dunclaw and Tamiel, yeah. but it puts itch it in a place where, uh, he could book a blow to my fighters because before Rubidius moves, um, off of Tamael's attack, I react with Dunclaw um, because I, I'm uncomfortable with the uh, <laughs> positioning I put Tamael in. So I move Dunclaw uh, one in towards Tamael. Now we're now we're together, and we're both uh, uh, you know adjacent to Rubidius. So if he's going to strike, at least at least we can watch each other die. <laughs> Hold hands as we a, go into the great unknown. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, oh boy. Man. But yeah, when Davey played that fifth card and it was move, move, I was like, 
banger <laughs> of a yeah. power hand. Yeah, it's like I can't argue, man. It's it's 100% it's hot, true. It's hot, there are, yeah. there are currently 3 move tokens on Rubidius. Yeah, that's uh the only time I've seen more is when those dogs are moving around. Oof, yeah. All right. So we get all set up there. Um it's pretty pretty nice way to end for the rats here. I feel like uh Skylar seems to be on the back foot a little bit. Uh, we go into end phase scoring, and Skylar, you had the first scoring. What uh, what do you get here? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I do. I, I bricked right. Like Furian's death is um, pivotal to uh, pivotal to me at this moment. Uh, yeah. Davy had mentioned earlier, like that's an awkward uh, move there. Like not only a, a move, not a charge. Uh, onto that objective token, but a move onto that objective token. I want to mess with that, right? Like, I, there's something, yeah, there's you know, a scorable there, right? Um, and had identified it as a linchpin, and unfortunately, it was the linchpin to, to my whole scoring hand. Um, so, especially after the um, like uh, attempted recovery on merciless raiders with Tamil uh, failed. So, I, I'm looking at uh, again surging tide, ta- uh, merciless raiders, and venom gorge in hand. None are going to score for me. You know, we got two surges, but we're in end phase and an end phase. Uh, so um, surging tide, I know um, I'm not going to be able to score during round two uh, because I just don't have access to that innate mechanic when I'm inspired. So that's an easy toss for me. Um, but given that currently four of the rats are still in enemy territory, Merciless Raider feels like a good keep. Um, so I'm going to hold that as my surge. I still have um, two surviving Ideneth. However, Elethane's living on by- borrowed time. I'd like to believe Venom Gorged is within reach here. Um, however, in hindsight, um, I think that should have gone out of this hand as well. Uh, and partially the reason it didn't is because um, there's another card um, that I'm not looking forward to drawing into, and that is... Um, like capable poisoners where two of my surviving fighters um, have poison upgrades. Um, and I have already lost somebody with a poison upgrade. And I don't know what the likelihood of drawing my four remaining uh, upgrades that would qualify uh, is. So I end up holding Venom Gorge, but uh, again, like Elethane's on borrowed time here. So I'm really asking Tamiel to hold that down. Uh, and I know Davy's a good enough player to recognize that, and I still go for it. So that's um, a, a bit awkward. But um, outside of that, I kept Spit Venom. I'm keeping that card because uh, I'm going to need more poisons for when Deluge of Toxins come up, and we'll go ahead and see what other card I slot into my objective hand. Uh, so on draw, I get taken advantage, missed to round one, um, <laughs> and I get freezing venom, cloud of midnight, uh, keep the forest at bay, and poison master. And this hand gives me hope because if I can get that first activation, um, then I can cloud of midnight elephant and at least get two activations with him on board. Yeah. Uh, over for me, I managed to score, um, corrupting the land because I've uh, corrupted a territory that's not my own and then uh, unceasing imperatives um, because 
uh, not only now that Rubidius have a mover charger token, he has three move tokens, yeah. which goofy times. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, so I uh, score two, which bumps me up to I'm I'm ahead five three. I hang onto my one surge, which is involuntary interdiction, um, which is just asking Rubidius, who will about is about to be inspired to kill somebody, and that feels very likely to happen. Uh, the only downside I know is that I have um, uncounted cost, which is uh, needs two dead void cursed, and there's none because uh, Rabidius Rabidius is doing too awesome, which yeah. I guess is a good problem to have. Just too um, good. Yeah, uh, I draw. Uh, I'm really happy with my draw here. Uh, I draw two more surges, so now I'm sitting on three surges in round two with only one fighter down feels real good i draw into rabid harbingers which is i need to be in two territories with somebody out of action uh that'll score oh no i'm sorry uh that's um that's spreading filth um uh where i'm in two or more territories and uh skyler got somebody out of action and uh i've already accomplished that basically if skyler goes first and does not knock out rabidius i've scored this on his activation which is pretty amazing uh, Rabbit Harbingers is the one where I'm holding two objectives and one of them is held by in my territory by a B Fowler. That's actually a little bit awkward because I've I've clustered myself so hard over to the left, but that feels doable. So I've got three, I've got one almost automatic surge that's going to score, and then two very comfortable ones. Uh, for power cards, I've got Refashion Priorities. This is the um, Void Curse Thralls once per round re- upgrade reaction that lets you move on to a uh, feature token uh, i've got noxious vapors that's the upgrade ping uh, i've got glorious sacrifice which is the die and corrupt or die and get glory i've got disgusting appearance which is plus one defense and i've got unctuous citations which is push um uh push a friendly leader and a friendly minion each one go one hex uh, so all these are great. Um, this is an awesome order for me because I've scored enough glory to just uh, have access to all these upgrades whenever I want them. And now the question is like, what is Skylar trying to do? What am I trying to do? And where do I apply them? And on my uh, side, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty nervous because my easiest targets, um, Rickett and Poxlick. Now, I uh, was able to take Rickett out prior to this round, um, but Poxlick is able to gain that extra wound. Um, yeah, so not like, just an extra wound, but uh, on the shields, which you, actually you don't care about because you have uh, picked up cleave on your big fighter. Yep, but, yep. Yeah. Um, but he's out of kill range for me unless um, I drew into um, the upgrade that grants me plus one damage if uh, mm-hmm. my target is poisoned or I have two poison upgrades. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the only way I'm going to be able to reach him um, yeah. unless I um, get choking venom and can luck into a crit attack. So those those are kind of my two ways to spike into three damage, unless yeah. unless the target's already damaged, then I get yeah. ex, um, an extra opportunity with Hunter of Souls. Um, but I, I got none of that uh, right yeah. now. So I'm thinking like, <laughs> oh, like crap, going into this round, um, the only one that I can kill in a single hit is Skritter, and he's not going to give me much for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's not. Uh, and even worse, if you don't win the roll-off, Poxlix is looking at your one shield defense with four Fury um, to just finish off Elethane for yep. a really uh, crushing blow. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so we go into the roll-off here, and 
as you had hoped, you do win this roll off, Skylar. So what do you Ooh. do with that first activation? Yeah, so with that first activation, um, uh, I, th- <laughs> I realize that um, I need to uh, get what I can right now. So that's going to be taking advantage. Um, so to make that happen, I can charge Tamiel in and um, scoot Duneclaw over the line. So we're looking at four fighters against four fighters. And the reason I feel I have to do this now is because uh, Elethane, like is is soon to be gone. And who knows if I'm going to get like such an opportunity. If Rubidius moves back over the line, I'm looking at five to three. Uh, and I'm hoping people start evacuating or I... St- you know, spend the rest of my activations chip damaging fighters away. So taking advantage is going to be my play here. Um, I hate it <laughs> in this moment. I'd, I'd much rather start getting damage down um, on um, some of Davy's key fighters. Like Rubidius, you know, uh, can take Tamil and Duncan out in one hit. If those get through, I'd love to get some damage on him, start pressuring that. Um, or even... Um, uh, on itch it so i can avoid the book of woe um so thankfully itch it's going to be a valid target here for a charge um so instead of a move i decided to risk it all and i'm thinking to myself um the fish might need to get dunked into a lethal sooner rather than later because <laughs> we're going to charge we're going to charge this um so come in against itch it with tamail and um i roll nothing not, uh, yeah. of worth uh, going into Ishit. So I'm two hyper-accurate attacks with Tamail down the drain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, I get the Constellation taking advantage glory uh, as I move Doomclaw over the line. Yeah. Um, and I'm sitting uh, with Tamail on um, the objective that Ishit's right next to. So if somehow he can keep that position for the rest of the round... I've got Venom Gorge, and I've got one tool in hand in Keep the Forest at Bay to help him get back under there, and I'm hoping that one tool will be enough. Yeah. For me, I maintain my lead by scoring Spreading Filth, uh, which is uh, the uh, one for having one of yours out of action and two of mine in different territories. Um, so we're at 6-4, and I draw into Uncounted Cost, which is a little bit of a stretch for me because I there's no... Um, there's no void curse dead and I don't have any other ways of making void curse at this time. So it will not score this round unless I draw power cards. Scoring spreading filth while dancing on Furane's math ridden <laughs> grave. <laughs> it's painful. Yeah. <laughs> Feels great. great. Um, so um, because I need to keep everything alive, uh, cloud, uh, cloud of midnight is coming out at this time. Um, and um, being granted to him. Uh, hopefully this means that at the very least, um, Davey won't, uh, or Davey will have to choose some other game plan at this time. And what is that other da- game plan, Davey? Well, uh, this is where I start uh, considering my options. For like, well, so let's see, Tamiel is already charged, so Tamiel is no longer a threat. Elethane's a threat, Doing Claw is Doing Claw can do two damage, but that's not enough to like. He could try for an attack on Poxlix, but that's not really a consequential thing. Um, and 
again, I'm, I'm kind of like taking my cues off of like what Skylar is doing. So if he is putting Cloud of Midnight on Elethane, that tells me he really wants Elethane to be alive in the next round. Um, and so this is where I take a look at Cloud of Midnight and it says, uh, can't be the target of attack actions, can't uh, be chosen by gambits, can't take damage from gambits. And I was like, you know what's not covered in that <laughs> list of things? The Book of Woe. Uh, and so uh, as soon as I identify that, I'm like, I think I know what I'm doing. And I kind of don't care like what the better play is at this point. Like that feels too cool to uh, yeah. skip. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I, I, I mean, maybe you disagree, Skylar, but I think this was probably the strongest play in this point. Oh, this is absolutely the best play. I yeah. did not see it coming. It was one of those scenarios where I play Cloud of Midnight. I, I think to myself, like, phew, like, all right, like, what's Davey about to do? Because, like, I know Elethane's charging uh, is, is next activation, unless unless he keeps Poxlix ne- nearby. And I'm like, over to you, Davey. And you're like, Book of Woe? And I'm like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> uh, and I reread Cloud of Midnight in this moment as well and go, oh, no. <laughs> Uh, and so mostly I'm wrapped up in like, hey, um, Elethane is like the main target here. I've got a 50-50 on him, which is like roughly how accurate a lot of my attacks are going to be in this case. Um, if I could even do it, which I can't. Um, but also, uh, and I didn't even notice that Duneclaw was in my territory. All four of your fighters are in my territory. So this is like a lot of upside to this. Um, and uh, I try to do this in ascending order of... Uh, of consequential. Um, I actually leave Dune Cloud to last because I forget that uh, he's in my territory. But I chip a damage on Tamayel. I kill um, Spinefin. Spinefin. Who, who was in support of that aforementioned attack on Itchit, by the way. Still rolling nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but I I missed I miss the one damage on Elephant to finish up Elephant. And then uh, miss Dune, Dune Cloud as well. But uh i i've got no regrets it, it felt like a felt like a decent effort and uh honestly like dropping tamiel to within to two away from dead is not terrible either because i've got a couple fighters who that puts them in kill range so um if, if i'm on your side and i realize that the book of woe is going to break through cloud at midnight i make that play yeah 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 yep uh how can you not um and now I've got the opportunity to uh, play some things. So I put refat. This is this is actually I have a really hard time figuring out where to put things because I don't know where you're trying to do uh, different things. I've got to decide. I put refashion priorities on um, Rabidius just to give some extra movement options uh, with uh, Tamiel charged, and I'm expecting Elethane now who has survived to maybe charge. Uh, this will give Rabidius the chance to like just kind of scoot somewhere and just wail away at whoever he wants to for the rest so that's yeah. that's kind of that upgrade um so you also play uh unctuous citations um, oh yeah yeah which was a bummer for me because after i you know i'm sitting there with my butt clenched and survived the book of woe <laughs> i'm like okay sweet like i don't actually have to move to make an attack on poxlix here sure i'm not going to kill him and that that's a disappointment however like it gives me the chance to once again survive yeah. and potentially like press um you know the accuracy that Elethane has available to him um yeah. after this round 
And for me, it was like, I'm just going to step away. If, if uh, Elethane wants to do something other than uh, do whatever his weird net attack is, he's got like his one damage net yeah, attack, yep. which is kind of a nothing. Um, I, I'll i make him charge if he wants to be relevant, yep. which feels which feels pretty good. And honestly, I'm, I'm thinking at this point, like Elethane's has no way to... Um, to get around the charged out thing. Cause I am not, I have not copped to your dunk the fish <laughs> uh, play. So <laughs> Excellent. Well, on my side, I put poison master on Elethane and this um, is uh, a stretch play. Um, this is, I, I'm feeling, the, I'm feeling behind uh, and I'm feeling like I'm um, on the back foot and I need to, like create some sort of advantage for myself. So I'm hoping to create some advantage uh, by putting Poison Master on Elethane, utilizing his accuracy and, and drawing with it. And I'm hoping to draw into one of two things here. Uh, minimally, uh, I'd like to draw into an extra wound on Elethane so you can't come and uh, just take me down with one damage. You can't book a woe me again um, for a kill um, or, or miss a one damage damage. Attack with with Grievous, right? Where where you're not getting Grievous, but maybe just that one damage. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping um, to get that plus wound uh, for Ideneth, uh, or um, at the very least, if I'm not going to be rewarded with that plus one wound from this draw, get another poison upgrade to keep um, Venom gorged on the table for Tamiel mm-hmm. because I'm sacrificing that by putting it in here. Um, so I don't actually have. Um, the th- dodge three, um, card, uh, gambit available to them. Uh, I forget the name at the moment. Um, but they have an amazing gambit, um, similar to cloud of midnight, like cloud of midnight's literally saying like, uh, absolutely, you know, do not touch this target except for, you know, the book. Whoa. Apparently. <laughs> Unless you got a book you can read. <laughs> uh, uh, they also have, you know, this, uh, put all of your fighters on three dodge, uh, gambit. And it was my 11th card and still mm. one that I kind of wish I could fit in to this build. Um, but I know I don't have it available to me. So like a desperate draw for that isn't going to be enough. So um, I really need to find that plus one wound to give myself the best chance at keeping Elethane in the game right now. Yeah. Back to you, Davey. Play another upgrade. I do. Uh I am not. This is this is where I, it's like an embarrassment of riches uh, again. So I've got enough glory to spend out whatever I want to do, uh, and I I put uh, disgusting appearance on my leader. Um, I it's mostly because I I'm not really sure what uh, Skyler is gonna target here, um, and uh, I was like it's better out than in my hand, but that's neither here nor there. Phantasmal yeah. forms, by the way. That's oh, that's yeah. the card name. Uh, Skyler, you, uh, have the push, you, uh, keep the forest at bay. Yeah. Uh, I would argue this is a misplay. Um, uh, actually I don't think there's much argument to it. Um, I push Elethane into Scooter and Poxlix here instead of saving this to shore up Tamiel's position. Uh, and part of my thought process is if I can't kill Poxlix and you get an attack off on Tamiel eventually, you might be able to push him into um, an adjacent fighter. And I'm kind of misremembering that keep the forest at bay is specifically pushing towards a target, uh, fighter. Mm. So I'm actually going to get to pick it. 
Um, mm. And I kind of misremember this as uh, I play a lot of Mad Mob. Um, they're uh, the big stop or the great stop. Um, where you push towards closest instead where you push of towards choose. closest. Yep, yep exactly. Yep. Um, so I'm not sure if it was the adjacency that was throwing me off here or just the desperation. Um, but I play keep the forest at bay to push myself in. And this kind of grand idea of what if he misses again? Like what, what if I can, (laughs) what if I can live and like keep attacks flowing out of Elethane? Um, so I spend it, whereas the better play would be to hold it, um, and shore up, um, venom gorged. Um, if, if I'm granted an upgrade. Sure. So, yeah, and then the the riches keep flowing for the rats here. Uh, yet another upgrade coming out. Yeah, this is me just like trying to um, guess what Skyler might be up to. So I put glorious sacrifice on uh, on Poxlix just to. I got the I got the glory. I can just maybe make decisions harder for him. Yep. Yeah. When you did this, I had to recheck your health. I was like, he's at three though, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like. Okay, if I put two damage into him now, then like killing him later is going to potentially cost me glory. Okay, well, um, uh, I I would take it right now if I could kill him and get him off the board. But yeah, yeah. this this is too early. I I will say that. Um, so I end up putting spit venom out onto Scritter, um, and the reason for this is Poison Master only works, um, if. Uh, so uh, poison master only works if um, the target is affected by a poison. Um, yeah. So that's um, ultimately why I'm pressured into that. Um, keep the forest at bay play. Um, and, and I'll I'll say this: uh, like when I'm playing, I'm I'm tending to like uh, process through worst case scenarios and all that sort of thing. And uh, occasionally, there's some signal that you're doing pretty well. And that's when people are playing gambits on Scritter. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if I'm not living in dreamland where I'm going to get multiple attacks out of Elethane, the better play here is, again, keep the Force of Bay in hand, um, but then put Spit Venom on Itch It um, and just realize Elethane is, you know, um, is closer to dead than I'd like uh, yeah. and charge, charge Itch It here. Yeah. Um, so... Very suboptimal play, um, but and let's see how it pans out. Uh, I kill Scritter. Yeah, C- congratulations. <laughs> get, him, get him real good. <laughs> so take that, Davey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I draw my two cards, my prize, uh, the thing I need to survive. Do I draw my plus one wound? Oh, I don't. Do I draw a poison upgrade to keep me from this miserable decision? <laughs> no. No, I don't. <laughs> oh boy! So, so uh, now, unless I spend um, an additional activation uh, drawing into uh, a poison upgrade, Tamil is not scoring me Venom Cords, despite being on that objective. Um, so instead, what what I yield here is uh, choking Venom and shifting currents um, off of my draw, uh, and then. I use shifting currents um, prematurely. I'm, I'm frazzled uh, yeah. to uh, put um, the shoal token into where Scritter uh, happened to be. Uh, and so um, this is something that can happen to me. This, I, I'm, I'm sure there are people listening that can relate. 
uh, is sometimes when you're playing behind, you're you're just grasping um, to find that foothold. And I and, and I'm gonna interject here for a second, like. Scott had talked about playing behind the score is right now six, four. Um, but this is an example of where board state, uh, is dictating more than what the glory score is. So if, if somebody walked by, they would say, Oh, it's six, four, it's really even. Um, but, uh, I've lost Scritter and one of the inconsequential minions. I've got like my, probably the four fighters that are the most important still alive. Skyler's got, uh, one of his two most consequential fighters is charged already. Um, and so, uh, it, it is, it is a little bit more my way than six, four would look. Yeah. Um, right. Elethane's an action away from dead. I don't have any of his fighters, um, that, you know, yield a bounty yeah. <laughs> at the very least, you know, uh, one action away from dead. Um, and I didn't get a bounty from that kill. Uh, I'm looking at a dead hand. You know, Davey doesn't know that, right? That's not information he has available to him I unless I'm not. Uh, unless I'm sharing it with him. And yeah. and you're not, right? You're just sitting there just, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sitting there with my son walking up in the back and asking me who's winning. And I'm like, I think me, but I don't I don't know. Actually. <laughs> uh, but in, on my side, I'm screaming mentally going, I've got two dead cards in hand and one glory uh, in, in lurking weight. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling the pressure, uh, and I play shifting currents far, far earlier than I should, um, putting, um, the shoal token, uh, between Alethane, uh, Poxlix, Duneclaw, Rubidius, yeah, like, and Scavix. Like we got yeah. the circle, like an yeah. AA meeting going on. Yeah. And I'm like, let's, <laughs> let's talk about spine fin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Share your thoughts on spine fin. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I, I toss it over to Davey and he goes, so you know we're going into my turn, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, right, 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 right. <laughs> yep. uh, a gentleman move from Davey after this point is after responding with the, no, no, I did not. Uh, uh, he's like, do you, do you want to take that back? And I'm like, I would love to. Um, so take shifting currents back. Uh, and just kind of realize the dread of my situation because what I'd hoped that would accomplish is um, uh, that, and, and and again, this is just kind of kind of like poor logic in the moment. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll shifting tie or, or shifting currents, uh, the shoal token into place, uh, spine fin will spawn here, um, and like at the very least, if he attacks Elethane on his turn, um, like I'll have this support, and and I think. It was, you know, it wasn't until Davey said, uh, you know, it's, we're going into my turn, right? I realized that shifting currents wasn't going to do all that for me. It's like yeah. I still needed to be his power turn for shifting yeah. currents to pay off and, yeah. and plant, the, plant that fish there. So, yeah, uh, I take it back and I just kind of realized like, oh, buddy, uh, <laughs> Elethane, you're, you're going to be like, you know, unsupported in, in whatever chance of survival you have here. Yeah. Yeah. And so I haul off with Rubidius. Um and uh, I've got a support, so it's a it's a good situation for him, and uh, knocks down, um, knocks down Elethane. Well, and you actually uh, come up with Scavic here uh, because oh, yeah, even, you're you, right. Sorry, you, even Rubidius would have offered me that Dune Claw support. Yeah, uh, but uh, I'm taking down nonetheless. Yeah, and this this is me making like a calculated decision. So uh, I have uh, Rubidius here who could score me uh, involuntary interdiction for a void curse killing somebody. But 
uh, I'm like, I think it's more important. Like, I think uh, I'm going to sacrifice the opportunity at two glory. I'm going to go for the more of a sure thing. I'm going to go for the three four fury supported rather than the two fury supported versus one de- uh, block supported. Uh, I'll sacrifice the opportunity to score involuntary interdiction in order to make sure Elethane's off the board. And I think if I can do that, then I'm kind of cruising at this point. Um, yeah. And so then it does pay off. Certainly seems that way. Uh, Skylar, do you have any any last things you'd like to try? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, again, cruising, and I'm at 7-4, and uh, uh, he's got Dooneclaw, um, Tamiel and Spinefin. Spinefin's in the ether at, at the moment, but we'll be we'll be here shortly. Yeah, you can yeah, always count yeah. on that fish. St- yeah. Still out from the Book of Woe. Yep, yep. So I'm I'm over here thinking um, the gap is much greater because uh, I'm looking at three face down, you know, objective cards uh, on his side of the field, and I'm assuming he's doing a pretty good job of lining himself up some scoring. So I think the gap is larger uh, than seven four because I know I'm only getting one here, and and I, I haven't quite uh, figured out what he's scoring, but I, I'm bleeding fighters, right? Yeah. Um, so um, I decided to start uh, utilizing the poisons available to me and tossing uh, freezing venom out um, as well as choking venom. Uh, so choking venom giving me the chance to potentially reach um, that critical success and that three damage uh, that I spoke about earlier. Uh, and then freezing venom. Um, so the chosen fighter is not going to be able to make super actions um, and specifically, uh, uh, here's the benefit uh, in this scenario, um, attack actions against that target uh, will have ensnare. So I decide that this is going to go down and itch it. Um, so if you recall, uh, moments ago, I said the better play would have gone Pentagon with Elethane into itch it. Uh, I think I'm learning on the fly here, and I take Dune Claw down with a charge. Um, to attack Itchit uh, with this combo. So I've got three dice with swords uh, and cleave. Cleave's not going to matter here because I'm not going for that Void Curse fighter. Um, maybe that should have been the case. Um, I should have gone for Rabidius uh, yeah. with this charge. Ooh. Uh, that's an interesting thought that I had not considered. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm thinking about it right now too. Yeah. I'm looking at the board like, oh, hmm, yeah, interesting yeah. choice. So, <laughs> uh, it's because I'm terrified of the Book of Woe and that adjacent. Actually, it's probably more that adjacent position uh, with mm-hmm. Tamail right now, and I just don't want you to have that free attack against him without a charge that you can repeat and kick him off that objective. Um, I think my plan right now um, is to. I, I think one of the options I want available to me is to spend my fourth activation drawing um, so I can get a poison upgrade and put it on Tamile. So uh, I'm kind of like grasping at all corners and just like failing to like hold on to anything. Um, uh, another thing I could have gotten off of that was uh, Merciless Raiders, which would kind of emphasize again, Rabidia should have been my target with that cleave. Um, oh, you know what, Davey? That's that's why this attack happens the way it does. Um, uh, Merciless Raider needs um, you, my target, to be in enemy territory. And Rabidius has chosen to continue to hang out in no man's territory. 
Um, so although my mm. ideal target, he oh, won't, man. he yep. won't score me merciless raiders. Um, if I'm able to flex up to that three damage. Um, and so you're, I, I don't know this, but you're in the position of like, I need to score what little objectives are still available to me. Yeah. Yep. Oh boy. Um, yeah. <laughs> so and going, and going into this turn, knowing regardless of what I did, it was going to be a charge. Uh, and I was going to need to leave my options open to me to, um, you know, pump out another attack. I placed the fish, uh, in a lethal, uh, <laughs> and spark uh, Davy into <laughs> mental action. Yeah, what is going on here? So, I, uh, f- to to be frank, uh, at this point, uh, I assume you have a thousand uh, ways to move fighters, <laughs> and I'm yeah. I'm actually nervous that you might spend your next activation uh, moving Rubidius uh, into the lethal. Um, and preventing my ability to uh, perform a charged attack. You're just, like in my in my mind, I'm like, oh, he's wise to me, and he's just going to prevent this uh, because yeah. what's one damage on Rubidius at this point? Yeah. Um, so so over to you. Where are you at? Uh, for me, I'm looking at Rabbit Harbingers. I'm like, well, oh, he's charged out with uh, both his fighters. Uh, the and I have not copped to the fish like dunking will give you extra stuff. But even so, I was like, what I need to do is uh, hold two objectives um, and uh, make sure one of them is a um, is a befowler in my territory. And, and so Itchit uh, wanders around, sits on objectives, so that uh, Itchit and Rubidius combined will score uh, Rabbit Harbingers, which is another glory, which feels like if I can score one glory without rolling any dice, awesome. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, You're excellent. Good. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself as his turn ends wait a minute spinefin's not on the board right now yeah (laughs) i'm not used to losing him and then forgetting that he's lost uh (laughs) so lost in the fray lost in the frazzle um i had spent that turn you know prepping to dunk him and keep myself charged out when real when i could have realized wait a minute he's off board i am charged out uh yeah so after itch it makes the move um, I tossed a shoal token in between three of his fighters, uh, Scavic, yep. Rubidius, and Poxlix, uh, to hopefully set that up for next round. Uh, yep. And knowing that Itchit is the potential problem that he is, uh, and realizing again that I'm already charged out, um, I wouldn't have spawned the fish in anyways. So it's it's actually one of those mistakes where it's like, oh, you know what? Um, like the mistake had some <laughs> grace built in it, some forgiveness built sure, into sure. it where yep. it's like, Oh, okay, well I still need to be charged out. So I'm not spawning the fish. So I'll move over, move over here, but um, throw that spear from Tamau's position in, into itch it um, possibly getting the kill and unfortunately awarding him one glory if it goes through, but at the very least getting him off that objective. Here's hoping. Uh, and um, Tamael, showcasing his range three, three dice prowess. Uh, Uh, What a champ. (laughs) Fails the attack uh, once again. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, That'll score me a glory. Uh, Let me draw another, sir, or another objective. Uh, I draw into scuttling horde, uh, which I've technically already scored, but I have one final activation here and uh, that can be Poxlix with his four fury attack uh, with grievous one. And if Poxlix runs in, has the ability, if he rolls a crit to kill, um, 
Tamiel and really lock this game down. Uh, Poxlix <laughs> stays on brand and rolls three smash in a single support. As you do. Three smash in the first round. So Poxlix is uh, not interested in contributing to the game plan here other than helping with Scuttling Horde, which I just drew into. Um, and what's funny here is I was getting ready to do this and I was like, all right, so all I need to score Scuttling Horde is another move. I have three objectives like I know one of them is Bringer's Ruination, and I know that I have two territories, two territories corrupted. What I could do is I could just move Skabic onto objective one and be like, Tamiel, do whatever you want. I don't really care. Um, and Poxlick would score uh, Scuttling Horde and then draw an objective. And if I drew into Bringer's Ruination, it would like, it would close it. This game would be like over because oh, it's for a three glory end phase. I was like, ah, uh, and I think I even said out loud, like, I'm not going to tell you why, but I, th- this, I might regret this move. And so I charge with uh, Poxlix, yeah. miss the attack, uh, score a scuttling horde, and sure enough, draw Bringer's Ruination. I was like, oh, no. Finally scored it. Oh, no. Um, and, and, you know, I, I deserve what I got there. Yeah. Um, you had you had three objectives left in deck, so you had yeah. you know a thirty three percent chance of drawing yeah. like the perfect surge into there. Yeah, um, but uh, but what I think I looking at the upside downside there, I think the better play might have been just to step onto it and be be in a good spot. But anyway, so uh, it it played out that way. I end up um, drawing into uh, something I cannot score, and so I'm looking at I'm going to have an end phase that does not score. Uh, and, uh, so we're nine, four coming into the end phase, but I know that, uh, you still are retaining, um, three fighters, um, kind of two and a half, depending on how you count, uh, spine fin. So, yeah. And so you play noxious vapors here. Um, and I just want to call this out real quick because, uh, we already mentioned that there was an adjustment to the decks that we made going into our first games with, with the first draft. And it was, we decided, we both ended up deciding independently of each other to swap uh, a wary warrior um, before before putting the deck into praxis, just out of theory yeah. alone. We we're like, you know what? Uh, this probably doesn't do as much for us as we'd like uh, and swat, swapped in Noxious Vapors. So yeah. um, regardless of the position I'm in, I, I'm happy to see it. It puts a smile on my face because <laughs> he, he tosses out, puts on Poxlix and uh, is, is setting up for an instant damage on Tamail here. And I, I just think it's a, it's a pretty good card, uh, yeah. and definitely, definitely a swap I'd make um, again. Yeah, for me, the important piece is that now uh, Tamiel is within kill range of uh, Poxlix. Could do the two damage. Itchit could do it with an attack. Like that just kind of cracks that open. Yeah, uh, I'd considered some. I, I mean, at the start of the round, I had this in hand, and I was like, all right, here's the deal. If somehow Elethane gets his round alive, which would suck. Uh, I will just make sure to position somebody next to him to finish him off, and then he can't do anything in the last round. But uh, I had the luxury to play this on somebody else. Absolutely. I'm still hoping to see Born from Agony at this point, because now, uh, especially now, if I don't see it, um, you know, I'm going to be vulnerable uh, instead of uh, at least two damage away from death uh, with Tamhail. The only card I've got left at this time is Shifting Currents, the one I'd misplayed and broadcasted before. And... (laughs) I decide um, that at the very least, I want to uh, make, because I haven't seen uh, Ruination for three points yet, I want to make that as hard as I can. I pull Shifting Currents out from center, 
uh, over yep. into Davy's territory underneath where Spinefin's about to spawn when we both pass. Yeah. And here I'm, I'm wishing that I had uh, not vacated that spot. If I'd put that, uh, I, I've moved uh, Rabidius into your territory to grab something. Uh, if I'd placed that upgrade, the um, refashioned uh, priorities onto uh, Scabic, then, then I have my three glory end phase on lockdown because I, I've, I've pinned what I need to remember. And I talked about this with the critical, like the, the, um, uh, important interactions thing is that if I ever leave that objective unsecured, then it can get shifting currented. Uh, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Uh, if I can engineer my turn in a way to pin that down and then uh, grab something else, then uh, I can I can really accelerate away. And to be fair, that is some like really next level stuff of like keeping track of power cards across many turns across the whole game and trying to keep track of what's been played and what hasn't and all that. So we get to scoring uh, for end phase. And again, Skylar, you had the first crack at scoring here. What, what did I you do? Indeed. Uh, I'm going to only score Lurk and Wait here. Uh, this uh, is a really easy card with the Soul Raid because uh, generally Spinefin and or Duneclaw can uh, score for you because you're looking at uh, the fighter being in enemy territory and then not having a mover charge token, right? So Spinefin gets that for free all day. Um, very often when I score this, I'll say, uh, I'm scoring lurk and wait because spine fin exists. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so <good>. uh, <laughs> And what I'm not scoring here is venom gorged. It hurts. Uh, I'm only down to one fighter that can hold, um, and he is already at two damage. So, uh, I'm unfortunately going to have to get rid of this. Uh, I'm going to stubbornly hold merciless raiders because, um, out of what's coming, uh, I think it's amongst the easier things that I'm going to have available to me that are doomed is looking really hard. Uh, three, mm. three fighters to four. Um, knowing that I haven't seen capable poisoners yet, um, that's going to be very difficult with Tamael um, close to that here. So hopefully, um, at the very least, I can get a kill off of a charge and get that Merciless Raiders knowing knowing I'm drawing into those, those uh, um, potential bricks. Um, and then uh, I draw up. I receive Speed of the Flood Tide, um, so that feels good. Uh, I actually have that as long as Tamail doesn't die in first activation. Um, I kept, again, Merciless Raiders, and then I have Dual Contamination. Uh, so two or more Poison Gambits are persisting, or two or more Friendly Fighters each have one or more Poison Upgrades. The reason I'm reading that one real quick is because uh, it doesn't look for surviving. So I've already got, I've got this scored. Uh, Elethane and Furane, although dead, are granting me one point in dual contamination. Um, so uh, feels good to see that. Uh, and then going on to power, I've got no safe ground. Uh, martial excellence, so that's about to be salvaged. Uh, Blighted touch, um, which I hope comes off in a key moment at Nova. Um, but for now, it's just in here <laughs> because it says poison. <laughs> uh, Unstoppable Fury and Hunter of Souls. Um, so I, unfortunately I haven't drawn, uh, born from agony, which means I, I can't shore up that vulnerable position on Tamael. Uh, mm-hmm. so I'm fearful of that. Davey, how about you? Uh, so like I said, I, uh, am struggling to find a score here. 
So uh, I don't score anything, so we're going to go into the next round, 9-5. Uh, I do draw into Infected Corpse Pile, which is like telling me I need to make sure to infect two territories, or corrupt two territories, which feels doable. Uh, I'm still thinking Bringer's Ruination is possible and an involuntary interdiction. Uh, somehow I'm still on my original Void Cursed, uh, and I have sent him deep into enemy territory, so I'm going to have one chance at this. Um, uh, so I've got a four glory lead, which feels pretty good. Um, but I've drawn into some, uh, yeah, a decent hand to support that. So I'm mostly looking for ways not to lose. Um, and, uh, Skylar and I, once the game was done, talked about, uh, dead or doomed. Is that what it is? Dead or doomed? Correct. Yep. Yeah. Dead or doomed. And he was like, like, oh yeah, you were playing against Dead or Doom. And I was like, oh no, I was not. Like <laughs> if I was if I was better, I, I would have been. But uh I uh I'm not good enough with this warband yet to remember all the different things um that they should be doing. Um so uh yeah. Uh I I it was I was using too much uh mental energy into just figuring out my own stuff rather than um counterplaying some of the like you know because i don't expect to see dead or doomed in championship right um but uh in nemesis i should definitely expect it as a as a possibility yeah yeah and and to your credit right like you're spending your mental load on this war band that you're still you know um learning and diving into and including void curse thralls right so so both aspects yeah. of your deck you're still diving into so that's where your mental load is um currently occupied yep yep uh but yeah round three um, I think it goes to you. Yeah, Skylar wins the roll, and oh, uh, about all three. Time. <laughs> uh, yeah, you needed it here, right? So, yeah. what do you what do you do with it? Yeah, so here I realizing again I didn't get born from agony. Um, I decide to take a charge with Tamiel um, uh, towards Itchit. Um, and that's because I do not think I'm going to get a better shot at getting this charge off. So, um, two dice, uh, I go for the range two attack on itch it. Um, so two dice instead of three, um, I am successful. Um, yeah. and, uh, finally get that round one card out of my hand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is, this is big because I knew as long as Tamayel survived this round and stayed in this territory, um, I was going to score speed of the flood tide as well. So that yeah. ends up being a three glory activation, uh, pushing yeah. us up to eight uh, and nine, and kind of kind of starting to shed um, uh, a bit of uh, of um, like the um, like the back foot uh, that I've been on. Right, yeah. like all of a sudden there's yeah. a glimpse of hope, and I, I'm finally like, oh my gosh, like am I actually? potentially still in this, um, which is not something I felt throughout the course of round two, as I stared at, you know, those dead cards that carried over from round one. Yeah. 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 That's, and me, I'm sitting on, uh, three fighters, all three of, well, no, sorry, two of whom are, uh, be fowlers. And so I'm making the probably calculated decision here where like, I think I need to, abandon uh bringers ruination i don't think i'm i'm, I'm just gonna say i'm probably not gonna um like i will have to really get the cards like the crucial cards to make it happen uh to and that's gonna involve drawing to be able to score that so like let's write that one off let's just count on trying to score infected corpse pile which already has the casualties i need 
um, and it just needs me to corrupt two. So I'm going to try and corrupt two, uh, and then involuntary interdiction. I'm trying to get a kill with my one void cursed fighter. Yeah. And on my side, I've surged into deluge of toxins and dead of doomed, uh, sorry, dead or doomed, uh, deluge, um, is it's, you know, a hard time to see it. I've spent a lot of poisons throughout the course of the game. Uh, so I'm going to need to find ways to get poisons back in hand to help it. I have uh, venom bite weapons um, standing by, uh, but I did just charge out Tamiel, which means Dune Claws going to have to find himself uh, at least a successful attack. And then maybe I draw into a poison. Like, like it's looking rough uh, yeah. to probably fill out Deluge of Toxins. Um, so Dead or Doomed is going to be kind of my primary goal going forward. Um, but deluge of toxins is kind of like, uh, in my mind, I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to piece it together, figure out if I can make it happen reasonably. Cause I, I feel like I need every glory I can get at this point. <laughs> well, you're only down by one, but yeah, I'm sure it would help because you're, you're looking at probably, a, a, a you know, it's fair to assume there's probably some end phase coming this time. I, I only have a lead of one, but I have the higher value activations remaining. Absolutely. I have, uh, I have Poxlix, uh, Rubidius, and Skavik still to go, and Skylar is down to Duneclaw. So. Yeah. So, Skylar, it was your power step. What uh, what are you doing in the power step here? Um, so here's, uh, here's where I salvaged martial excellence and drew into, uh, that venom bite weapons that I'm happy to see. So, uh, didn't actually quite have it when I drew a deluge of toxins, but got it momentarily afterwards. And that's, that's kind of when the gears started sparking and, uh, telling me like, <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. Like you, you might be able to, uh, <laughs> uh to put enough effort into scoring this. Like th- th- there's, there's a route, there's a path forward. Yeah, it could still happen. Yeah. Yeah, especially with Spinefin, like you, as long as Spinefin's on the board, you're doing some crazy math to be like, is Dead or Doomed actually possible? Because Spinefin can like go scoop up whoever uh, is like not close enough to the fight. Um, So uh, I think my saving grace is like that's adding to your mental load is that you're like thinking like, is there a way I can get Dead or Doomed? You know, at this point. Yeah, Yeah. At, at this point, I'm actually. Uh, regretting so like I, the reason I moved shifting currents I, or use shifting currents um, to pull that objective over I stand behind like I I, I can't keep pace with that or doomed and ruination uh, mm-hmm. I need to like try to prevent ruination and get ahead yeah. of it um, yeah. but um, if I'm going to be going for dead or doomed against so many targets against uh, your refashioned upgrades in void cursed uh, it's going to be extra hard for me to make sure that I can get that um, adjacency position on all your survivors without shifting currents. So mm-hmm. I'm already in my head a little bit about like, should I have kept shifting currents to support Dead or Doomed on the very last activation? Um, uh, is, is Davey about to play the entire third round with it in mind? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Davey, you throw out an upgrade here. Uh, what is it? Just put out more stuff. Uh, yeah, it's just box ridden lucidity. It's just uh, a way to draw a power card or cycle an objective. But uh, if uh, if things go to plan, there will be no more objectives to cycle. So, or a fun card though. Yeah, it's a fun yeah. one. Uh, Skyler passes, and I throw out vile fanaticism for plus one dice. That's uh, going on Rubidius. So Rubidius is going to be coming in with three, looking for a smash. Um, 
when he makes this uh, assault here. Yeah, and so every, everything in my hand right now is uh, offensive, mm-hmm. right? So I'm going to be spending, even with a flush five hand, you know, uh, the rest of this activation or power phase just passing over to Davy. Yeah, and then it looks like you get another another push in here. A festering sneak where I can scoot Poxlix over to give me some supports on this attack. And then here comes Rabidius, uh, looking for a three smash with um, with a single support. Uh, going into Tamiel. Uh, Tamiel is only on one dodge, um, so I gave Tamiel a chance by only rolling the one success. But Tamiel did not did not do it, and that got me a two glory kill. So yeah. uh, a kill plus the surge. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good, eleven eight. Uh, but because I don't have no- enough knowledge about Skylar's deck, uh, I am thinking I got to keep pushing for everything I can get. I draw into uh, Threatening Presence, which I love. Uh, this is a, this is one of my favorite uh, combos with uh, Void Curse and uh, Plague Pack. This is, uh, if there are more friendly fighters in two or more territories than there are enemy fighters in those territories. Um, because you're already playing this game where you're trying to like be in different territories, like this plays right into your hands. It's a really great synergy between the uh, Warband and the rivals deck uh here i'm looking at this i'm like i got three fighters he's got two uh that fish can kind of be wherever he wants if he's trying to play against that like what am i doing uh i need to like the easiest thing to do is just like kill the crab uh basically like i i don't have a guaranteed score on this but if i can trick the fish into being in one territory then i can get a fighter into each of the others and maybe do it that way um and so uh, I am now working towards uh, infected corpse pile, corrupt two, or threatening presence outnumber in two um, to try and really protect my lead. Yeah. So, and here, uh, that plus one wound from Born from Agony wouldn't have even helped. Uh, Elethane and Tamil were taking notes on each other's defensive profiles <laughs> and throwing uh, the the other one's results <laughs> in those final moments. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, for for what it's worth, I was also holding on to overpowering odors here, which is the, if there's a tie, add, an, add a success. Ooh. So um, <laughs> Good one to But have. it wouldn't help me against a crit. So true. That's fair. True. Yeah. All right. Uh, you, you play out refashioned reactions, which is a great card, but I'm... I guess is there a, a strategy for it here this late uh, in the game? No, mostly just to add to uh Skylar's like mental distress here. Um I I am not many activations in and so if I can get close to without charging that keeps my options open for uh scoring one or both of the uh um cards that I've mentioned previously. All right. And uh Skylar, you salvage another objective. Uh, is there something you're trying to dig for? Uh, at this point in time, I'm uh, just uh, uh, just utilizing the salvage keyword and, and fishing. In fact, uh, I grabbed Born from Agony, and I'm like, where were you? <laughs> well, uh, I've thought about you so much. Heard <laughs> from the bottom of your deck, as it turns out. Yep. Uh, so I'll be salvaging that as well here. Um, but no uh, sooner before Davy plays uh, or, or salvages uh, Voice of the Great Corruptor himself. Three back-to-back salvages here. Uh, Born from Agony grabs me, uh, Spinefin Toxin, um, which uh, I am enthusiastic to see uh, because Duneclaw is going to be dealing two damage. So I could use Spinefin Toxin potentially to 
um, get to three on Poxlix or Rubidius. That is going to take a, a bit of work to get to from a turn standpoint. Uh, so we'll see what I can pull off there. Yeah, and you're in an interesting spot here because like Duneclaw has a great defensive profile. If Duneclaw can like manage to get this kill, and then you've got the mobility of Spinefin, like Dead or Doomed is like it's going to take Galaxy Brain, but it's still doable here. You know, like because I've got mm-hmm. I've, I'm I'm doing some charges here, so I'm starting to pin fighters in place. Yep, and although I was sad to see the push from Poxlick into that supporting position, I'm happy that that means there's another activation where I don't need to charge to get access to an attack. Yeah. Um, so I throw a Venom Bite weapons down on Dune Claw, um, uh, hoping here that I'll be able to unlock uh, Freezing Venom, um, because I've also uh, just realized with the draw of Spinefin Toxin that Deluge of Toxins is within reach if Dune Claw mm-hmm. can get an attack off. Yep. Yeah, so with freezing venom underneath venom bite weapons, um, I pass over to Davy, or well, rather, uh, Davy passes back to me, uh, and I play no safe ground. Um, I'm doing this on Poxlix, although already in an attacking position, also next to a feature token, so I can scatter. I can scatter him. Right. Uh, I don't actually need uh, him pushed. Um, but just, you just want the stagger. Yeah. But I realize again, I'm trying to play for dead or doom. So I kind of juggle where I'm going to put him and I put him so that, um, he's still near enough to Rabidius where I can get, um, a fish token between the two of them, uh, Mm -hmm. and offer me uh, that position. So now I'm thinking, I hope Scabic charges eventually, uh, and I can run Dune Claw, uh, into him, um, to, Mm -hmm to get my, my pairings here for dead or doomed. Um, so that, that sets up my full turn here. Um, and Dune Claw takes a shot at Poxlix, uh, gets a crit, uh, and rerolls the second dice without, um, a continued, uh, find for success. So over to Davey, like the drama, I, I, (laughs) I need this poison. Uh, and the crit defense comes out. It's like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) The final moments. Really piling it on there, Davey. Just yeah, I mean, I honestly like this was clutch because I think if I don't get this, then like Skylar saying, dead or doomed is definitely like on the board as far as a possible you know thing that could happen. Yep. So yep. So that unfortunately uh, staves off Venomite weapons at least for a round. Um, I decide that I don't think I'm going to have enough activations to both handle kills um, and handle. Um, uh, sorry, handle kills and handle um, dead or doomed. So I'm going to focus on dead or doomed. I toss Spinefin Toxic down now on Scabic um, so that I have the poison rolling because I, currently I have that position. I, I yep. like if, if he decided to charge with Scabic, like all of a sudden that, that could just be out of reach for me uh, on targets that I want. Um, and Scabic could yet be moving into a five. Or a four. Well, I guess I guess Rubidius is holding it down for you. Um, but ultimately, I just kind of wanted to capitalize on um, the position available, uh, and I'm kind of overthinking tiebreakers at this point. Like at least mm. at least Gavit can't go hold a super valuable tiebreaker. Maybe yeah. I, maybe I can hit Rubidius off of the one he's on, something like that. Yeah, and then uh, Davey throw out um, an upgrade here. 
as their uh yeah uh it's it's rubidius uh or not rubidius uh poxlix can go to four fury with uh, grievous two effectively which just makes him able to kill um dune claw in uh if i get that crucial crit yeah and to respond you skylar put blighted touch onto dune claw is there a reason besides it being a poison uh no this is this is (laughs) ultimately for fun Uh, in fact after putting it down uh i call it to davy i was like actually that was uh a mistake because i should have left this card in hand and made you just guess what it was it's because it's it's doing nothing sure Um, yeah 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 save information whenever you can absolutely and and yeah make me expend more energy on like oh like what if skylar has x you know yep uh, and then <laughs> Poxlick on point rolls four smash <laughs> on his as, four fury curious one. Yeah. Uh, what, what, a what a, what a bro. He, uh, he had 11 dice, uh, always looking for fury and he rolled, uh, 10 smashes and a double support this game. Good <laughs> so job. Good job, uh, just establishing himself as the trash of this. I, I mean, he's alive, so I guess there's that. <laughs> it's, it's something. That's something. Uh, yeah. Tamayo's got just as many dice on him. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so from there, uh, I line up to take another attack from Duneclaw. Uh, as a counterpunch to that spectacular whiff, I'm like, you're exactly where I want you. Uh, <laughs> right next to uh, the Crab's Claws. Let's, let's take a shot again. Uh, looking for Venom White weapons here. And um, I realize at this point that the card I have underneath Venom Bite uh, weapon is a mistake because if I get it, um, Freezing Venom is great. Yeah, choose one enemy fighter. Um, So that's why I had selected it is it didn't matter uh, about adjacencies or starting positions or anything like that. I was going to be able to get it off and fuel uh, Deluge of Toxins uh, as long as I got the attack off. But what would have been wiser here is I've got Choking Venom in um my discard pile i've got activations to go that could potentially although on two dice and a reroll, potentially uh it could give the the crab um that grievous three damage attack and kill um you know actually any of them uh at this point um so um i do spend my third um successfully punching pox licks and uh gaining access to that freezing venom uh and and Whenever you gain a poison from Venom Bite weapons, you have to put another one from your discard underneath it. And this is the moment I go, oh, as I put Choking Venom underneath it, I'm like, this is the one I should be uh, (laughs) grabbing holistically right now, not just talking under. Um, uh, But that's great for me because that means uh, here in power, I'm going to be able to play Freezing Venom and get that one point for Deluge of Toxins. So one glory payoff to that activation. Uh, before I get that uh, benefit here, Davy uses his refaction reaction on Skabic uh, to mm-hmm. close the gap uh, because I pushed Poxlick away from me, um, which is an interesting call on my part. Um, I think it's because I had already kind of decided I was going to charge uh, or be in a position where I was going to need to charge with uh, Dooneclaw, but I probably should have kept Poxlick there, playing into Dead or Doomed. Um, uh, either way, after pushing Poxlick away, Skavik tucks in with that free move uh, in the gap that we've created and is now sitting on the objective there. Yeah. And I put Freezing Venom down on Poxlick's. Uh, no 
specific target really here. Uh, just just really need a deluge of toxins to go off. Yep. Uh, here, Poxlix is coming in to try and finish the deal. Uh, he has uh, damage on him, which means Screaming Lunatic. It makes him at three damage. Um, he's been carrying that damage around for a while, and he finally gets to capitalize and uh, crits through Dune Claw's uh, defense and scores a kill, maybe closing it out and bringing the score to 12 to 9. Boom. And, uh, making dead or doomed very hard to score and i send rabidius deep into skylar's territory just to really spread myself out to absolutely um, make some extra challenges occur there the, the yeah the hope that hope died with the crab here as <laughs> i as i also stare into capable poisoners as as the free draw that i got from deluge of toxins yeah. oh boy. Um, so i realized the game is over here and uh this is one of those moments uh i think you might have all experienced this where you have one card left in your a deck and you go what is that card uh, <laughs> and you know you're not going to have a better activation <laughs> yeah so i spent uh my final activation cycling capable poisoners out uh into unseen menace uh which is two idanether within two hexes of the same fighter. I'm like, ah, yeah, that's, that's what's been hiding under there the whole time. Okay. Well, that's, yeah. that'll do nothing for me. Uh, over to Davey. Yeah. And for me, this, uh, this set of circumstances with the free move meant that, uh, my quest to score either infected corpse pile or, uh, threatening presence ended with me scoring both. So I jumped up to 16. Excellent. Um, and then for my final, uh, I'm just storing, scoring that dual uh, contamination that was already going to be scored for me uh, mm-hmm. from the corpses of furane and elethane, uh, giving us a closing total of 10 to 16 uh, and an excellent game. Uh, I do hinge that had I moved furane and saved her, that mm-hmm. this game would have looked incredibly different. And, and I like that. I do. Yeah. Uh, like this pivotal moment. Uh, where I did not see the threat. Um, yeah. And had I, I could have saved her. I could have saved a hand uh, of, you know, two to three objective scoring. Uh, that I continue, that continued to haunt me uh, for, ter- <laughs> for turns later. Um, yeah. And uh, it, was, it was really fun. Uh, I mean, yeah. You want to look at back at the game and say, there's something I could have done to, like, turn that game around. Like the, if, if you look back and said, well, there's nothing I could have done, that's kind of a bummer. But like you're able to look back at it and say like, all right, next time I do that, I'm good. You know, absolutely. Yep. Uh, yeah. So um, I, I don't think we uh, need to spend too much time on the follow up game to this. But um, going into the follow up game, I kind of have these lessons in mind uh, mm-hmm. and I decided to go into it with a focus on uh, trying to prevent his inspire um, and his corruption uh, early, yeah. as well as uh, the funniest moment for me into this next game is I draw my opening hand, you know, deciding on my mulligan, and I've got carve a path in my opening surges again. And I look at it, and I'm like, mm, not this time. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing that drop, and, and you know, because from my my side of things, um, I, I it felt like pretty scary to me like i said three glory uh, in the second activation was uh was a pretty big deal 
and so I was almost relieved to see you mulligan it, but um, you did really well. Uh, that game, you bricked two of my most reliable one glory end phases, and that was kind of the difference. Like you, you went in with a game plan of denying. You denied my inspire, and then you denied uh, some of the things that go along with that. Um, and so that got you an early lead in our second game. Uh, based off lessons you learned, you made much fewer mistakes. I made a couple key ones, uh, I think, in deployment. And I'll uh, tip the hat to Pat the Glory. Uh, Bacon Boring Kairos talked about putting Itch It out in front. I put both the small guys out in front. And I think uh, losing, giving you two wound fighters to knock out early was uh, part of the difference. If I let them inspire first, um, and then they get up to three wounds and they're much harder to remove. Uh, maybe it takes you two rather than one activation or at least an activation and a, and a power card. Uh, but I didn't do that. And I lost three fighters in the first round and I was just uh, chasing the rest. And uh, similar to this, like I was kind of uh, tailing with the chance to maybe pull even if the last round, like all the dice came up in my favor um, and, you know, they they were perfectly even and so i didn't um and your your uh your denial play your adjustments in that first uh after that first game uh paid off um and so you had the good grace to let us uh report this game where uh <laughs> where i was victorious but uh uh but yeah um we had a good uh we game here and then uh, a- another one to follow absolutely yeah, yeah. and uh, speaking to like the plague pack starting positions a little more you had even mentioned um, that if you're going to dangle, you know, a, a two health fighter in front, uh, that maybe going forward, that would be one of your void curse, uh, recipients, yep. uh, because that would help you towards uncounted costs. Yep. Um, so if you're going to l- dangle that two health fighter and lose them, at least they can propel that two glory, uh, yep. end phase for you. And I, I, yep. I like that, um, adjustment that you're looking to yep. do. Yeah, definitely. So as we get down to the end here and, uh, look forward um any changes that you were looking to make in either deck yeah um so i had expeditious assistance which i didn't actually draw in this game this is an innate uh single support i think i rated this card pretty highly when we um when we were first looking at that it just takes too much setup like i almost always need some kind of power card whether it be one of my move reactions uh, or one of my gambits that pushes or moves to set it up. And then I'm two power cards for like a single success, and that's too much resources. I got too much pressure on me to, to use on other things. Didn't draw it here. In the next game, I drew it in the first round and like really had to bend over backwards to leverage it. Um, and then overpowering odors. This is, this is the one that is uh, upper hand, but uh, doesn't work if no successes are rolled the add a success if you're tied sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, This game, I finished it with it in hand. Uh, In our next game, I held it all the way to the very end of the second round, I think. And it it got me... It didn't even uh, progress an important attack. I I went from scoring no damage to one damage. Um, On paper, I love it. In practice, that has been my experience. I've held it for a very long time, so... Uh, I think it may it may cut. Um, in the meantime, um, the the uh, native support goes, and uh, I think I'm picking up the uh, Void Curse Ping. That's a that's a real powerful card, and it can it can get some play. Yeah, yeah, pings are always solid. <laughs> yeah, love that swap. And I know you've talked about um, swapping out um, uh, overpowering odors, um, or at least in your considerations, you've kind of talked about how 
if Rabidius were able to sneak an attack through as the result of overpowering odors and get three yeah. damage out of yeah. one gambit, like that yeah. just feels wor- like in theory that feels worth it. Um, yeah. So I know I know you're struggling with that swap. Is I guess what I was saying because I'm there with you. Like that's if it's sneaking an attack like that through or a kill, like it just it brings so much value to that particular game. Um, mm-hmm. I'd be tempted to hold it in my deck. I'd be tempted to hold it in my hand. Um, so uh, curious what you listeners think uh, as you uh, mess around with overpowering odors. Do you find um, it stays in your hand and, and you know kind of reduces your power hand to four um, and kind of makes you feel like it's a trap? Or, or do you think that it's um, doing that that work for you often enough um, to justify its presence in the deck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And on my side, uh, as far as uh, edits go, um, I'm going to, I'm going to tease you listeners tune in, tune in next time. Oh, sure. uh, Yeah. (laughs) To, to thoughts going into Nova uh, as uh, I dive a little deeper into, into my build and where I'm at with it. Sweet. Any other, uh, thoughts about anything that we think we misevaluated about plague pack now that we've got more experience with them uh so for me i was not on that episode uh but i i wasn't way out of line with where people were thinking i think i like we kind of got caught up in a, a similar mindset i think what i would say is that i think we way undervalued how good their surges are like excellent surges like that can forgive a whole lot of other things. And, you know, maybe we should have known that by, um, Hexbane's hunters being like not spectacular profiles on fighters, but amazing, uh, cards in their deck. They yeah. do it on, on power cards. Uh, and I think Scabix does it more on surges, uh, and the strength of their surges are going to keep them, uh, operating at a level that, uh, makes them interesting to compete. Um, and what I really enjoyed was that it felt like I played, uh, I played five or six games with them in, um, fairly rapid sequence. And I, I feel like, uh, I'm starting to learn more, but I'm still forgetting things like, uh, um, staggering people next to the Fowlers is, uh, um, something that I'm struggling to remember. So like there's, it feels like there's uh, a lot more to explore and a lot more. I'm not even in the muscle memory, um, stage yet. Um, I'm not in the fine tuning stage. I'm learning some of the gross uh, mechanics and they feel like they can swing, uh, going against uh, soul raid, which is, a been, been solid ever since, uh, they dropped, uh, with Skylar who knows this warband very well to, to be able to like, kind of, uh, make him sweat, um, in a couple of games in a row. Um, makes me feel like this. I really like this warband. I really like where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll add in there that, you know, through my championship reps um, and I've snuck in one nemesis rep as well. Um, I'm having a blast playing them. I've won three out of my five games with them. Um, I think the uh, one one of the others, you know, it was a matter of uh, like it was very winnable. Um, So I, I haven't really felt like I've been out of the race, even as I'm losing fighters. I know that was one of our main concerns was um, like, you're just going to lose people too fast. Uh, But as Davey stated, then, you know, there's a lot to forgive in those surges. And the thing I wanted to call back to from the episode the most uh, was uh, regarding Skritter. Um, In that episode, we uh, hit kind of this wish list of things that we, we wish we had seen. 
uh, in the war band. And Scritter received a couple of wishes. As I was reading through him initially, being so familiar with the fish, I was like, wait, he doesn't come back at all? And like, he can get pinged down? Like, what? Um, uh, but uh, I have found that fighter to be an absolute blast to play. And his advantages come from the fact that like Spinefin can't receive upgrades at all. Spinefin can't spend activations uh, moving, attacking, um, uh, or, you know, going on guard, anything like that. So when playing Scritter, it is a, a completely different equation. I can charge, I can put him forward and be like, are you really going to spend an activation on this guy? Um, and I can charge with him. Uh, and potentially get that damage out uh, yeah. from him as while uh, getting into the position I want to get into. And maybe I don't get that damage off, but maybe I push you, right? So, like, it just, there's so much more with Scritter uh, than First Blush. Uh, and I'm, I'm happy for that. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think having not actually played them, but played against them, um, it sort of feels like there's maybe a collective failure of imagination. Um, you know, we kind of have to judge these things based a little bit just on numbers when we're doing initial evaluations mm -hmm. and on paper, their numbers don't make them look that good. But I think when you sort of start to combine all the tricks and put it actually on a board and see it in action, it's like, Oh, well, there's more here than this. Like the sum of the parts are greater than, the whole um and and so it's really cool to see that um and uh i'm looking forward to seeing it more as as davy alluded to just people somebody mastering the warband and then showing how creative they can really get uh i think that'll do it though for us unless you guys have any other final thoughts no i'm good yeah, yeah. it was a, it was I a fun one uh, I'm glad that we could have a really good game like that. Uh, not knowing how it was going to end for me. That was fun. Uh, as always, if, if you have any thoughts about this or anything else that we do, uh, you can reach out to us, um, hit us up at our discord. That's probably the easiest place to find us, but you can also do, uh, at what the text cat or at WTH cast, uh, on, the formerly known as Twitter verse <laughs> and what the hexcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can head on over to the mortal realms.com. If you'd like to see any other content from either us or any of the other shows in our group, uh, that includes our paths of prophecy breakdown. Uh, if you haven't read that already, um, we don't really have anything else covering it yet so it's a good place to just go check that out coming up next as skylar has alluded to we will have some sort of additional episode uh that will be some some lead up to nova that potentially could end up being in a patreon only tier uh we do not yet know exactly where that's going to go uh to be determined but certainly the uh the breakdown the post uh, nova is going to be available to everybody oh okay Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, we we always love to do uh, full full event breakdowns and cover sort of what everybody saw and what everyone's experiences were. That'll be really fun. Uh, this this will be the first time any of us have been to Nova, so uh, very exciting. 
Awesome. Yeah, for me, I, I am uh, I'm jealous of playing the Clash. I'm more jealous of hanging with the East Coast folks. I would love to get to yeah uh, chill with the uh, Battle Mallet crew. Get to, get to uh, meet them all in fit in person. Yeah, that uh, that I I uh, I'm looking forward to uh, living vicariously through you guys. Yeah, I'll be all over I, those Discord chats. Excellent. <laughs> I plan to walk up to Jason and let him know. Uh, Davey said Godsworn are, are tear, or tear trash. <laughs> oh, yeah. He won't believe you. He'd yeah. never believe you. Never. <laughs> Davey played uh, that for far too long for that to be true. Yeah, looking forward to it as well. And uh, thank you all listeners um, for the patience uh, with the uh, delay on this episode coming out. Um, not early Saturday, but late Sunday uh, to accommodate for uh, that Nova event. Uh, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, Davey, uh, as is tradition, do you have a quiz for us? I do, and I'm going to make this one easy on you guys. All right, get your hands over your buzzers because this is going to be the – if there's an easier quiz that goes out, I, uh, I, can't, I can't foresee it. All right, this is unattributed. <clears throat> Scabix underlings are useful if expendable distractions. Useful distractions? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's right there. It's right there. Perfect. Perfect. If, if I can, if I can score a surge in the first activation, and the uh, and my opponent took the first activation, that's got to be the. Quote. It's so got to be there. Got to be there. Yeah. Excellent. All right, and uh, I recommended listening for folks. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, this is uh, Plague by Crystal Castles, um, a, a band I don't spend enough time with, but uh, it's a pretty cool track. You should check it out. Mm-hmm. Well, I might have to do that. For what the hex? I've been Phil. I've been Davy, and I've been Skyler. No power plays at this point. Incorrect. Incorrect. You ah yes. All right. Editing. Great. Perfect. Thank you, baby. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This is where I'll edit. Yeah, uh, I'm back in. I was uh, mistaking cries of competition for cries of uh, anger. So, well, they they can sound the same in many instances, both between Indeed. children and grown men playing with plastic <laughs> toys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, let's do it. Yeah.